Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome. On this feel-good Friday, February 3rd, 2023, the sports show starts now. He's heading into its Pro Bowl weekend. Obviously, it's been a celebration all week out there in Sin City. Last night, there was a skills challenge that we'll be chatting about for years. Is this what the future of the Pro Bowl looks like? Will they make some adjustments, some changes? Or is this what we're in for, for all the greatest players in the NFL? It was a blast to watch. Some things, I think, they'll obviously have to change going forward for people to take it a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. But all in all, a lot of good times are being had in Vegas. I'll be out there for Sunday calling the flag football games. There'll be three of them on Sunday on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, Disney, and uh, like every channel they own pretty much. Okay. We got three seven-on-seven or flag football games. Can't wait for that alongside Kirk Herbstreet. Pete Davidson will be there without a microphone. Snoop Dogg will be there with a microphone. (laughs) Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, all the boys will be there. Cannot wait to chit-chat on Sunday. Then we're live from Radio Row for Monday through Friday with guests lined up and packed to the gills. We can't wait to chat with everybody and celebrate the year that it has been, not only for us but for the entire NFL, wrapping up with, obviously, the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. next Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles. It's a beautiful day to have an incredible feel-good Friday. The Toxic Table's here looking a little bit different today at Ty Schmidt and at PMI Mitt. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Mitt? Uh, I'm doing fantastic on this Jordan Day. 2-3-23. I got my 23s on. I see you got yours on as well. I think Ty has some Jordan flip-flops on. I do. So I'm doing fantastic. It's a great day. It's great to have you. Boston Connor, I believe, caught the same thing that I had. Started to have it yesterday. Told Mm -hmm. him he should go fucking home. Said, oh, it's just allergies this morning. He tried to come (laughs) in feeling terrible. He went back home. He'll be good by next Monday, I do believe, when we're live in Arizona. Rest up, bud. We miss you. Hey, we miss you. Well, soon. Same with you, Dirty. We miss you, pal. We'll see you on Monday in Arizona. One half of the hammer. Don. Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. Tone, you're looking fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. So are you. What a shirt that is. Yeah, the wife got this for me. You know, after the Super Bowl, we all uh, take a break. It's our first break since the season started for a couple weeks. Now, obviously, I got a taste of that on Wednesday when I was at home battling the bug that came inside of me and then exited through my butthole numerous (laughs) times. Uh, I don't love those days off, but after the Super Bowl, after season while enjoy it going to hawaii with the wife wife got me a little not a this is how you could dress up a tank top a oh bit. yeah Ooh. and it's like a towel it looks breathable yeah, it too. looks unbelievable it's warm it's like got a warm like a it's hug like a feel hug, yeah. is it too much maybe no 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 no, no 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 the wife got i appreciate that boys not at all no. a lot of people say that's part of the problem with this show though what do you mean what do you mean? yeah 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 everything's good everything's good everything's good well, everything is good. good this i think is good though. yeah no that's i'm great. a big fan maybe this is the new look going forward because i still got the tank top on underneath because it makes the neck feel good makes the arms feel good but also dress it up or dress it down a little bit especially when it's freezing cold outside this thing although it's probably meant for hawaii and warmer uh climates Felt great outside in the cold as fuck Indianapolis, I bet. Indiana. It kind of, uh, Cannot wait to get to Arizona next week. Cold of 40, high of 70 right. every single day we're out there. Mornings and nights going to be chilly. During the day should be fantastic. Right in the sweet spot. It kind of reminds me of the uh, jacket you wore when you called Oregon State in Florida. 
Oh, yeah, the gold one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was loud. <laughs> that one I got a Target, I do believe. Really? Yeah, it was a little Vegas boys, me and Herb Street doing Target our thing. Target fucking it was, delivers, dude. It does. Used to more with Mossmo, yeah, but yeah. now he's in jail. Right. Oh. Him and the Chrisley's doing the same amount of time, I do believe. Yeah. Now, he was backdooring money to get his daughter, who's not educated or smart enough to get into school, into school. Mm-hmm. And the Chrisley's were obviously just... You know, fraudulent on everything. Yeah. In jail for 12 years. Oh, boy. That is so long. long. It's a lot of time. Can't fuck with the IRS. They can't. They do not enjoy that. And they're adding IRS agents, I do believe. So it's not like you're going to be able to get around them going forward. It's like the taxes, you're going to have to pay those. And if you don't, you're going to have to pay for those. That's exactly right. And that's how it all goes. If I read correctly, they're adding them for uh, people who make a lot of money. So, like, if if you don't make a lot of money, you're fine. No, yeah. Tone, yeah. See, you should probably still pay your tax. No, see, Tone, you're, what you're doing here is I think what a lot of people do is they read one per- particular political party's take on something, <laughs> and then they don't read the other political side's take on it, and then you're just getting kind of one end of the spectrum, I do believe. Everybody's getting fucked is kind of how it always <laughs> goes, but it's always painted in different lights, right. I do believe. Yeah, and I, I mean, let's be honest here, you know... you you can think that you're going to be the person who kind of slips through the, cr- the cracks. Try it. Try it. Don't pay your taxes. See what happens. And there's some that do, I guess, way <laughs> oh, yeah. at the top. Oh, yeah. And we would sure. love to find out how they go about doing that. But I think the amount of money you need to have to get to that level is something that's pretty unattainable. Just had breaking news in my ear. Mossmo out of jail. Okay. Really? Let's go back to making tank tops, pal. Wow. Oh, yeah. Let's stop trying to get our dumb daughter into school. Let's fucking start making tank tops mm-hmm. again. That guy had my entire wardrobe on lock. I would travel to a city. I wouldn't pack anything. I would just go, hey, before we do anything, I got to stop by Target. I need to get underwear. I need to get socks. I need a tank top, and I need to get shorts. Mm-hmm. Then I would just go home, take it off, put it in a pile, Put some clothes on, travel to a new city, need to swing by Target. I'm stopping by Mossimo's tank top tar- uh, department. I'm getting shorts, getting socks, and then I'm off and running. Talking hundreds of Mossimo tank tops. I was probably a massive part of the problem when it came to the back door of his daughter to get into USC because of how much money mm-hmm. I put into old Mossimo's pockets. It is nice to hear that maybe he'll get back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, back to designing the most comfortable tank tops of all time. Speaking of all time, how about the greatest of all time behind the glass? The boys, Evan Foxy, Viva Lazito, Frankie Miralda, who turned uh, another year older this week. Wow. Congrats. Congrats. Happy birthday. Happy birthday Thanks, boys. Way too much has been made of the birthday, but thank you. I appreciate it. Not enough. I wasn't here. So if I was here, probably a lot of catching up to do. Way uh, too ooh. much. Yeah. yeah. AJ really hammered it home for you. Don't worry. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday, Nick. Yep. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nick. Thank you, guys. Happy birthday, Nick. It's very nice of you. Happy birthday, Nick. Thank you, Pat. That felt genuine. The rest felt fake. Whoa. Whoa. I'm going to be honest. Oh! That one was probably the fakest one I've given you. <laughs> All week, so I'm happy I've still got the fastball if I need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shout-out to Bruce Bronovich is over there. JC, the barber, came through today to mm-hmm. kind of trim us all up before we have to head off to Arizona. I'm gone for the next week. I don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You That's mentioned cool. it. I mean, figuring out what you're going to pack. You know, This sure. isn't just uh, one, two days out of the house. You have to pack a lot of clothes oh, when yeah. you're gone A lot of different week. bullshit, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little radio row. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of meetings next week, too. Super Bowl is always... Um, it's always a culmination of the entire year. Mm-hmm. You know, not just obviously on the field, but off the field as well. And the fact that we've been able to go to Radio Row the last, what, couple of years? Four years, I think? Yeah. Well, last not, year, no COVID year, but. Last year, vastly different. 
yes. than yeah. every other year. Big time. So far. The FanDuel stage last year was just so big, so absurd. And uh, we assume that we were a massive part of fans being banned from Radio mm-hmm. Row going forward. Probably. 100% our oh. fault. Foxy reminded us just last night that we had a Wiz yep. Khalifa concert last week. Oh, yeah. Or last year at Radio Row. This year is interesting because FanDuel has their own FanDuel TV lineup. Mm-hmm. They'll be live from the same stage that we'll be live from. Right. Oh, yeah. And I believe Kay's show ends four minutes before our show is set to go. Oh. Interesting. So I don't know how that – it's going to be awesome. Cannot wait to see how it all pans out. Cannot wait to see all the guests. Cannot wait to hear the storylines that really become the story of the Super Bowl. For instance, is it going to be the Kelsey Bowl? Is that all we're going to talk about all week? Is somebody going to retire next week? I don't know. Will somebody get traded next week, which is pretty likely to happen with, from what it sounds like mm-hmm. from Rappaport? And let's dive into that a little bit. Last night, Derek Carr put on a show at it the Pro did. Bowl Skills yes, Challenge. He was slicing and dicing in this quarterback carnival in which you have to hit targets. Now, it is he, Trevor Lawrence, and Tyler Huntley on the AFC side. On the NFC side, it's Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, and Jared Goff. Jared Hell Goff yeah. for the Detroit uh, Motor City Lions and Hell everything yeah. like that. So Derek Carr put on an absolute clinic in his own practice facility, his old practice facility. Ryan Clark and the NFL Live crew were obviously the ones commentating and doing the interviews throughout this new, fresh take on what the Pro Bowl and the Pro Bowl games are. In the interview that Derek Carr gave after the clinic that he put on with Ryan Clark really stole some eyes because Derek Carr makes a joke about the situation he is currently very much in. On fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> what a line, Derek. What a line. Incredible line. I think we all know what it is. February 14th or 15th, he's owed over $40 million mm-hmm. due to the mm-hmm. contract that he's in. He said that he will not be changing that clause in his contract to help uh, facilitate a trade or anything like that. So whoever's trading for him will have to pick up that $40 million. I do believe there's a chance they could cut him, and I think the Raiders will get it. But no conversation has been about that. It comes a time when it comes time to move on and that's this time i have a no trade clause and there's no certain there's a certain date money is guaranteed or i'll be a free agent there have been convos between dave ziegler and my agent and me from nfl network introspective and reignited Derek carr on his future from cameron wolf interesting phrased uh tweet there from cameron wolf who normally does an incredible job Derek carr's on the move is he going to tampa bay after uh tom brady's retirement is he going to the jets Is he going to the Indianapolis Colts? And I'll tell you what, after what I saw last night, I know that this was something that we all mocked and ridiculed, including me. Let's not put a blue jersey on Derek Carr just yet. Looks like the old boy still got it. Looks like he's got a chip on his shoulder. Looks like he's handling all this well. What do you think about Derek Carr and his future, Ty Schmidt? Well, it's crazy how much can change in a week. You know, like Brady retires, and now that, you know, Rapsheet told us yesterday that if Rodgers or if the Packers want Rodgers back, then it seems like he potentially is going to stay in Green Bay. That was breaking news. I agree. I agree because – Rapport had no idea that was breaking news. Right. And because the <laughs> – th- I mean, the narrative has basically been that if the Packers decide to move on, then he's gone. Not, hey, if we want him back, he's a 1,000% back. So I think a lot of Packers fans were like, okay, this is awesome. Kind of gives you another – more ammo to think that, hey, he'll be back in Green Bay next year. But if that happens, I mean, Derek Carr is the, the guy at the top of the free agent carousel, you know, and all these teams who maybe were looking at Brady – 
or Rodgers and had their uh, sights like zeroed in on them. Now all of a sudden, Derek Carr kind of becomes the bell of the ball, and he's only 32 years old, which you know he's played for a long time. But it's not you know it's not a 45 year old Brady, it's not a 40 year old Aaron Rodgers. Like if he kind of is rebirth, like you could see him playing somewhere else and having a back half of his career where he plays eight more years. And he has Wolverine blood. We saw him pop yeah, his yeah. hip flexor <clears throat> off of his body right. on a Thursday night and play the next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that is literally the only negative thing we've ever said about Derek Carr whenever we basically said, hell of a run yeah. being a oh, starter. Yeah, absolutely. Because I thought he ripped his groin. This was when Marcus Mariota, this is two years ago, I think, on Thursday Night Football. Yep. He was scrambling to the right or, yeah, to his right. And then, like, obvious pop happens in his hip. He comes up lame, and then he's off the field. Marcus Mariota comes in, drops a dime to Darren Waller, I believe, and then something else. And we just assumed, okay, this Derek Carr Raider saga, because that's going to be at least three, four months to get surgery on that. Mm -hmm. He came back the next Sunday, has played ever since then. Won games we didn't expect him to win. Has gone through a lot, obviously, with a team moving cities, mm-hmm. coaches being fired, offensive coordinator situations. He was on an MVP run one of those years, and then uh, in a game that I was playing on in, in on Christmas Eve, gets his entire knee snapped like a chicken wing. There's a chance Derek Carr, especially after what he did last night, and I think not just how he threw, how he's handling it. Yep, right. Oh, not yeah. being a little baby back bitch about it. Yeah. Joking about it in the Raiders facility. He showed up, did his thing. I think there's a chance that Derek Carr is going to be the bell of the ball all of a sudden in this whole traded quarterback situation, even though his cap hit is rather large. Yeah, and it kind of feels like with that, in regards to that, if they cut him before that day, I think it's only $5 million for the Raiders. So, it, and, and a lot of people are saying the trade seems a lot less likely now because of that cap hit and because of the time frame here in the next two weeks. But it kind of feels like a uh, poor man's Matt Stafford situation to me where obviously Stafford – uh, has all the arm talent, played well at times, obviously, in Detroit, but that organization's a dumpster fire. Was, 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 was. was, 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 was. People Still forget, haven't made the playoffs, but People was, forget was, was. the Raiders are very, very similar. They haven't won a playoff game in, in over 20 years there, too. But then you look at it like the entire NFC South could use them, literally every single team in the NFC South. The Jets, Titans, and Commanders, potentially, are the other ones that Colts. I was Colts. Colts, too. Need a quarterback, yeah. I just figured they can't go down that road again. Oh, uh, we can, pal. We have four rounds of interviews going on for the head coaching True. thing. And I don't know if that's just delayed to maybe get a real interview with who they actually want, who's maybe still in the Super Bowl, and they've just been kind of passing the buck down the line or whatever. But they're going into a fourth round of interviews. And if you need that many times talking to somebody to find out if they're the person. Now, if that was how normal business was handled, I think we wouldn't be yeah. as alarmed. But this is not what normal business is like at all. No. And, Especially with 12-hour interviews taking place, none of it makes sense. What were we going to say, Mitt? Obviously, close affiliation to the Raiders in the last couple of years. Um, well, my dad does coach for the Raiders, and I do think that Derek Carr would be actually probably a pretty good fit in Indy or in any system that he can really run. He's proven that he can play, but he's just had gone through too many systems. No one really knows what the problem is with him, really, it seems like. So... I don't really know where he would go. What I was going to ask you is... Does your dad like him? Does my dad like Derek Carr personally? Yes. As a, as a man, yeah. Okay. That's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so he's liked around the building. I know that. Uh, That's a big deal. Right. These are big news. This mm-hmm. is the complete opposite of what we've heard about some other quarterbacks. Exactly. And not that those quarterbacks are available right now, but just in general, whenever you hear somebody's not liked around the building, you have to start snooping around on what that means for the person as a human and everything like that. Derek Carr, by all... All accounts, I think, including now we're hearing from your dad, well-liked by almost everybody. Yeah, so he's going to be a Colt? 
There's, I mean, let's not rule it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if Aaron's allegedly going back to the Packers now, which is what Rappaport basically said. Because Aaron Rodgers said there'd be no malice if they decided to move on and go into the next era. He understands this is the way the business is. This is the first conversation that we had with him about the whole process. And then Rappaport just lets it leak out of his mouth. Yep. The Packers will want Aaron back if Aaron can come back. And I'm like, that's breaking news. And Ian's like, uh, I think is it's it? out there. I don't know if it is. It's like, yeah, Ian. Never yeah, because yeah, Schefter, you know, the person you were a source off over the D'Amico Ryans was in Denver before he was in Houston thing. Mm-hmm. He was saying, like, hey, he's going to get traded. And we thought that was coming from Green Bay, who was a, acknowledging that it was time to move on to the Jordan Love era, which is a difficult decision, tough decision. I mean, hindsight will prove whether or not it's the right decision or not. Yep. Obviously, that program, not the building, brand new building. All the people making the decisions are brand new people. But that team has gone through the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers saga. Now they're potentially, I think Aaron's trying to make it a lot easier if it's going to be the Aaron to Jordan Love thing. The Aaron one worked, had a lot of success. Mm -hmm. Will the Jordan Love one work? Only time will be able to tell. But it sounds like Green Bay is going to want him back. That's big news. That is massive news, I think, that Ian just let slip out of his rap sheet mouth. Yeah, for sure. And, I, I mean, I, this is just kind of me thinking when you watch all this stuff happen. I don't know if they 100% know if Jordan loves the guy because I think if they did, like, there's going to be a laundry list of teams who would trade for Rodgers. Like, we, Ian mentioned that yesterday. That's just common sense. Like, there would be several teams who would want to trade for him. So if they were 1,000% committed and okay and, like, yep, we've seen enough, Jordan Love is the next guy – then they, they would have traded Rodgers almost immediately, or at least got that ball rolling, you would think. And now from the sounds of it, it's like, well, you know, if he wants to come back, like, we want him back because we know that he gives us the best shot to win. A lot, of, a lot of people are thinking Josh McDaniels is Mitt's dad. Uh, <laughs> that is not Mitt's dad. No, okay. Mitt's, Mitt's dad is a man that's about yay tall. <laughs> He's special teams coordinator named Tom McMahon. He was my coach in the Indianapolis Colts organization, which is where I met this fuck whenever he was just a young little ball boy equipment manager. But Tom has been around the NFL a long time. Long time. 16 years. That's a long time. Maybe 17. A lot of buildings. Okay, don't disrespect your dad. (laughs) I think this year was his 17th year. Okay, congratulations, Tom. Just a Montana fuck through and through. We're talking hard-nosed rancher. Yeah, used to. Didn't he used to herd wild horses? Uh, yeah, they did have to break a couple horses, but no, they ran a horse uh, hunting and fishing expedition, so they would take people on like trips and stuff in but, Montana. Yeah, in Montana, but yes, they would have to break wild horses. They Our wouldn't work. have to catch them, but like, yeah. they'd break them. Yeah, as a kid, he was like, in, yeah. in, I, I don't know enough about your family. Your dad has a lot of brothers and sisters, right? One of sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus welcome, Christ! This is a working family. Yeah. Like. Uh, I don't want to say creating kids to be workers. Need ranch hands. Yeah, this kind of yeah. uh, that is where his dad came from. Dad was riding horses when he was like six, seven, eight years old. Uh, yeah, he fell off uh, when he was like four. He fell off a horse into a creek. Actually, uh, broke his skull. The horse went, got his dad, uh, and actually saved my dad's life. Yeah, and now he has a metal steel thing in his head that you can actually. 
ruin reception yep. and mm-hmm. knock on, yep. and he still does. Mm-hmm. Assume Thank that's you, why. Horse. He, uh, yeah, shout out to Thank that you, horse. horse. I appreciate that horse for what Tom did for my life, and obviously without that horse, we don't have Mitt. And geez, what would yeah. the world need? Be? Mitt, need Mitt. <laughs> but yeah, I assume that stunted his growth as well. You know, when you're four probably. years old, yeah, probably yeah, cracked yeah. in the middle of a yeah. whole thing. But yeah, he he's comes from badass family over there in Montana. Pretty good judge and read on humans, and I like the fact that he's saying Derek Carr's a good guy. Go ahead, Tone. Um, could part of the reason, I was just looking at Aaron's contract and like what Green Bay Packers could do. If they trade him, um, it's $40 million in dead cap. Uh, like, Could that be a reason why they uh, want to keep him potentially? Well, certainly, yeah. but that was known whenever they were thinking about maybe moving on, seemingly. Yeah, which right. ne- that's why I no offense to Shefty, I, that never made sense to me because that's a yeah. lot of... Yeah, yeah, but if you're going to, like, didn't make the playoffs this past year, just bite the bullet sure, pretty much, and just here we go. We're moving on. We're eliminating ourselves from this, and we're going to do our thing. We're going to move on to the Jordan Love era. We got young wide receivers already on uh, the salary, yep. already on payroll. We got a young quarterback who only needs some experience, might not make the playoffs this upcoming year. It'll be like a preseason year almost. And then on the other side, we'll have our money back in a salary cap. We'll have a year under Jordan Love's belt. Matt LaFleur and Jordan will know each other better. The young wide receivers will be able to build up their chemistry with Jordan Love. Defense will hopefully be able to grow another year. It's like Ty didn't want to say – Ty said, we didn't make the playoffs. I'm not doing this again. Right. Now is not the time – to do turnover, and in my head, it was like from the franchise. From standpoint. an orga- organizational standpoint, it absolutely makes sense. But yeah, as a fan, it's like no, we have a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback who can still play. Like I'm not ready, and you know, obviously some Packers fans are, but I'm not ready to. And that's what I thought when they signed him. You and you look at how much money was paid. I think the idea was that hey, if he's either going to play for us for the next three years or two years or whatever it is. And he's going to retire as a Packer so that, you know, the, the cap issue never comes into play. Like I, I didn't ever imagine that they were going to sign with that massive contract. And then obviously you don't expect him to go eight and nine and miss the playoffs this year. But not once did I think like, Oh, after one year, they're going to reassess this and they're going to be talking about trading. Him. How about a pro bowl games for Derek Carr though? Yeah. Unbelievable. Last night changed of. Very massive narrative. Yeah. Because him crying at the press conference, right. him losing, them not letting him in the building. Mm-hmm. That was very disrespectful. Hey, your dad. I guess he's kind of a part of that. Now, there's a lot of things that happened at the Indianapolis Colts that Tom McMahon was not happy about. So acting like every coach is on board with everything that goes on would be a lie and not true at all. There was times where things were happening with me behind the scenes where Tom McMahon was not fucking happy. Like... I would have to hear from other people that would have to hear from Tom about something that's happening with me. And I hadn't even known that this had been happening to me yet. Tom had just got wind that I was getting fined for some tweet that I was definitely not going to delete. And Tom knew that this was going to be a whole fucking thing. (laughs) Why are we doing this? So Tom's marching his little ass around the building. Why do we have to fucking piss this guy off? Why I have to deal with him? Why the fuck are we doing this? So Tom is not on board with everything. But the way the Raiders handled that at the end borderline disgusting. Yeah, for sure. It was awkward, and it felt like the vibe of the city, it felt like the whole Derek year. Derek Carr became babyface. 
big time through that oh, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, first, especially in, with in my night. eyes. Yeah, in my eyes, he did. And when I I got to go out there for Thanksgiving, and I was just out there for a couple of days to see my family, and the vibe around the city, and just in general, the organization just seemed a little off with Derek Carr. And then he turned babyface when they seemingly kicked him out. I feel like the media might have mishandled the situation, oh. and within the building, uh, it could have been handled differently. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, okay. the local media of how it was reported, like we don't really know how the inside the inside the uh, building. Uh, Mitts sits down at the talks table and says, wait, I have some tea to potentially (laughs) chit-chat about. Mitt, you don't need to be breaking any of these news to get your dad into any shit, but that is a fascinating take that maybe everything that we heard wasn't the actuality. But last night, the way he played, the way he threw, the way he handled himself, it's like I think you got a lot of fan bases going... I love this guy. All right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This love guy, it. he's in a big baby back bitch like we maybe thought he was. He's got a live arm. He oh, does yeah. have a live arm. Oh, and yeah. that, the dangling one from the drone, mm-hmm. that's seemingly the easiest one for these guys to hit. They've hit that one pretty relatively easy. Yeah. Gino hit that thing yep. pretty easily. Yep. Derek hit that thing pretty easily. The one-pointers, that's a tough That was throw. the hardest one. And it was only one point. And Derek was just literally yeah. picking them peppering off. those things. Now, what you're watching here is Derek at the quarterback carnival. Precision passing is what they called it. This is in the Raiders practice facility. So obviously he was a part of building this whole facility and everything about it. Zero awkwardness. Peyton Manning did some great coaching. Ray Lewis was out there doing his thing. Eli was out there. The whole NFL live crew. Him missing his deep shot was the only thing he did wrong last night. That's right. He oh. shouldn't have that ball was going to tail a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit going to tail, but. I think Derek Carr had a big night for Derek Carr's brand last night. He had a very, very huge night, and that, that was similar to the throw that he made against the Steelers that D-Butt broke down, broke down on everything DB, where it did accidentally you know, tail a little bit on him. That's something that, that could happen. Oh, that one him. went left. Yeah. This one went right. Well, he's got a tail. If ball. that ball that he just that threw t- yeah, might, was the ball in Pittsburgh, it's a touchdown, that's maybe. a touchdown. That's right. And he's probably allowed in the building the rest of the year. Yeah, they may, oh, yeah. may make the playoffs potentially. You know else performed oh, very well man. in that one? Tyler Huntley. It was good, for, good to see him uh, – <laughs> no, I'm not being sarcastic. No, yeah, he like, was because like, a lot of people were like, "What's he doing in the Pro Bowl?" And he came out fucking slanging around. Then so he was fourth alternate. And we got to remember, if you're in the NFL and you're a quarterback, you're a better football player than all these fucks that are 100%. not yeah. in the NFL. And there's a lot of backup quarterbacks around the NFL that can sling it. There's a lot of guys that cannot make it into the NFL that are on practice squads who can throw the pill. That bodes well for the Sunday flag football games in yeah. which Huntley. Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. will obviously be playing quarterback against Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill's out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devontae. Devontae Adams is out there for the AFC side. You got Justin Jefferson on the NFC yep. side. I don't know if Jamar Chase is there. Uh, no. Sauce Gardner, though, is there. So he'll be on uh, the other side of the yep. field. I mean, there's going to be, I think there's a chance that we get some highlights on Sunday. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I think there's a chance. Now, I don't love that not all the guys are in this. I think last night there were some points that were a little bit too Mickey Mouse for me. I agree. Like, I think it was a little bit too gimmicky in some parts. But I do like that they're trying to at least get creative. I assume it'll settle in. You know, this is like the first year of them trying to evolve the Pro Bowl to make it something that players want to go to Mm -hmm. and make it something that is still worthy of celebrating the greatest players in the NFL. There was some shit last night that was like, come on, why do you – you didn't have – like – you don't have to always, almost like the ESPN. Like yeah. You don't always have to do right. the most Mickey Mouse thing. There are more than just 10 and 12-year-olds watching this. Exactly. Thing. Like that, that is something. So I think there was some of that. But overall, I like the concept and the idea of let's have a good time here. 
Now, I don't know what the money is that guys on a winning team are getting paid out. I don't know if they're matching that for a foundation or for a philanthropic donation. I assume we up both of those. You might be able to get Josh Allen out of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am right, sure. and into the Pro Bowl. But I think we got a less Mickey Mouse, some of the less Mickey Mouse shit. Not that all of it was. No. A oh, yeah. little less Mickey Mouse shit. A little bit more compensation because everybody's viewing it as a business. And people at home are going to be like, oh, you paid enough money to get the Pro Bowl. It's like... Okay, well, yeah, they make the Pro Bowl every fucking year, guys yeah, exactly. do. So our legacy is already cemented. Let, to keep them interested, let's make sure we think of it just how the NFL. Is the NFL making any money off of this? I would assume uh, so. Probably. Oh, they are. Is ESPN making any money off of this? I think so. Uh, oh, so the guys in it probably are thinking, we should probably yeah. make some money off of this. Not that they don't, but if you up that with a donation and everything, I think we're on the right path. To saving the Pro Bowl. Not that last night will be what it is every single year, but I like that they're trying to explore the space, as A.J. Hawk will say, Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit more entertaining. And I think those flag football games are going to be something that's going to be good, but nobody had a bigger night than Derek. No, flag's going to be sweet. Um, I thought the golf was cool. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely some other ones that you probably replace with some things that maybe would be better. I didn't understand a water balloon thing mm-hmm. at all. It, optically, it looked terrible. And also, you have to, you have to find something that, like, showcases, like, the, like, showcase these guys' strength, these linemen. So that like, might happen on Sunday. Like yeah, so, so, potentially. Yeah, because, like, I got a question. To ESPN's credit, this has never happened before, and who knows if they'll listen. They sent a text to us, and... I mean, it is what it is at this point. Like, we're a pretty okay-sized piece of the fabric of the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Our show is. Okay? We are an NFL show. We, we're pretty – I mean, it sounds very arrogant, so I don't even want to say this because there's obviously a lot of other shows that have a lot of other things going on. We're a pretty good piece of the NFL story, I think, year in and year out now. Very lucky to be here. A lot of hard work from all the boys. I appreciate the hell out of the opportunity. But them actually reaching out and saying, hey, what did you and the guys think of last night? And I said, let's just see how the weekend goes, and then we'll give our – now, will they listen? Who knows? But them even going like, hey, what are your thoughts? I appreciate. So on Sunday, let's see what's happening on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and then let's kind of see how it all takes place. But I think they are trying just fucking everything and then seeing what's good, what isn't good, because – all parties would like to keep the Pro Bowl as something that people hold in high regards. Right. Oh, yeah. The water balloon thing, I don't think they're ever going to get me. I don't think you're ever no. going to sell me on that. I don't, I don't understand it. And uh, I might be in the minority, but I think the dodgeball thing's kind of played out, too. Like, there are always some pretty cool moments from it, but I still think that there's, there's better stuff or there's cooler stuff or better Dodgeball ways. was awesome. See, I, I don't know why th- they're playing against each other, though. Like yeah. they're playing against each other to see which side of the ball represents mm-hmm. the against the other team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was explained well enough then, because if you were just turning it on, you saw NFC guys hucking balls at each other. I think that kind of you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it, but I also don't know if that's the right play. I think the dodgeball is entertaining though, mostly because the guys are all very competitive and buy in. True. Yeah. True. I mean, if you can get the boys to buy in to anything, let's do it. You know, like, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm with it. The dodgeball, I will always enjoy. I will always enjoy the dodgeball. Uh, I didn't enjoy them going against each other first and maybe not being explained why they're going against each other because I'm calling it on Sunday. Right, yeah. And I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. And then kind of through the game, you go, oh, so they're trying to figure out who's playing the other one. You're kind of piecing it together yourself. So that might have been on the 
kind of the rollout of it all, but it wasn't a bad hour and a half of television. I, I, think, I, I more, think it was a bad. I hour. think there's more games like dodgeball that you could do, like that are competitive and like are more football and athletic or mil, yeah, more appealing to the eye too of the viewer. Maybe like, what if they played volleyball for a little bit? Like, wouldn't that be fucking sweet? Volleyball, pretty sweet. Got to get guys to know how to play volleyball. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm get, sure there's, sure there's enough. Huh. No, but like bowling. Bowling. There's going to be more guys that know how to bowl in the NFL that are at the Pro Bowl than golf. Probably. Home run yeah. derby. Like bowling is going to be something that I bet you see some dogs come out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of guys. You know, bowling is a real deal. Jerome Bettis was a. I'm not going to talk about the amount of money I've seen lost <laughs> at a bowling alley, but I've seen I've seen wages. Uh, Mount quickly in a bowling mm-hmm. alley by two people that are very fucking good. Bowl- Not as good as uh, the guy who was just on PMT, Pete oh, Weber. Pete Weber, sure. Great to hear that story. What's that, like 20 years later? Yeah. He was talking to a fucking 13 year old. 10 or 12, 13. Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> yeah. Talking to a 13 year old. That's a big cat. Yeah. Asked, yeah, big cat and PFT talked to him. Yeah, he was talking to a 13 year old. That is messed up. I did not know no, that. Messed up? No. That's awesome. Kid was talking awesome. shit loud enough for him to hear it. He said, oh, okay. Oh, is that right? Okay. He said, you can talk shit. Don't you? I better not hear it. Yeah, he, he said uh, He said he flubbed it, kind of. Yeah. What he ended up saying, obviously, well, it wasn't a real sentence, but it is. Right. Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, all-time moment. God damn it. Yeah, it's greatest bowling moment of all time. But I think they'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. You know, I think they'll be able to figure it out. I hope they will, because the Pro Bowl is something that, as a kid, I watched when I was in – maybe take it back to Hawaii, too. I mean – That would help. You know, take it back to, to Hawaii. Hopefully, they're all in their own hotels. So you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. other conventions and autograph hounds. Or and, even their own resort. Yeah, just kind of have it handled. Yeah. I think make it – if you want it to be treated like – treat it like. Well, you like, know, that's, I mean, that's kind of – I was there for the last experience in Hawaii, actually, because the Colts staff, uh, just the way it works out, the Colts coaching staff went. So I got to go for that. And they had their own private uh, – private whole resort whole thing it was awesome they had stuff to do and then there wasn't any like there wasn't any just outsiders coming in it was an actual like speculation it was fun and then they moved it to orlando and like somewhere else arizona where did you have to go arizona yeah the issue with arizona and i love arizona going arizona next week looking forward to it probably gonna move to arizona at some point in my life hope the cardinals figure it the fuck out in bidwell we see your little blog Coming after AQ. <laughs> yeah. It was unfair criticism of a guy who's been in six, seven different buildings. Right. Who, pretty smart. Oh, yeah. yeah I'd say. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then showcasing everything that isn't inside the building as being upgrades at Bidwell came. Bidwell's got a burner blog. It's called Cardinals Update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That took offense to what AQ said about the building. But we all saw it on Hard Knocks. Exactly. Yes, so it's do. not like... Look at Cliff's office. Like, you guys look like doofuses. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Bidwell, that is obviously your burner, or that person is doing your thing. Yeah. Like, just upgrade the building. And if that's potentially what kept Sean Payton and Bidwell not being able to come to an agreement because the amount of money that Sean Payton wanted inside the facility to make some upgrades, like, hey, our team meeting room is in our press room. Like, that is not, not how, how it works. works in the NFL. Like, that is not 
how the biggest league on earth that just signed a $110 billion deal last year, that's only going to increase. Like, that's not how it goes. But I just think, like, if you want it to be held in high regard, you got to treat it in high regard. When I went to Arizona, I've told this before, we were at a hotel. We weren't the only people at the hotel. Can't do that. And everybody's like, oh, you spoiled athletes. It's like, I didn't give a fuck. Nobody had a clue who I was. But J.J. Watt couldn't walk and couldn't hang out with anybody, couldn't talk to anybody, couldn't do anything without autograph hounds. You're acting like they're at another convention. It's like the NFL was kind of thrown into the side and made it like a less lesser product right. and spent less money on it. And then now they're like, how do we make it a better product? It's like, well, you got to treat it as if it's a better product. And I think they're at least trying to do that, and I hopefully that starts this well, year. Well, because it seems like all the old stories you hear about the Pro Bowl when it was in Hawaii, like that was a big part of the allure, was like getting to meet and talk with the other like legends and Ball. players. Yeah, exactly, and like that, that you normally wouldn't be able to do in the season. And then we've also talked about it several times. Like there has to be some sort of like you need to make it worth these guys' time monetarily. You just have to because it's, somebody's making money off of this. Exactly, and and any more like you know, I mean, whether it's Radio Row or whatever, like these guys, if they wanted, the, like they can go find that money doing anything. You know, they don't have to go out and basically treat it like another work weekend. Especially when you're removed from the season, it's like, oh, do I want to go on vacation with my family elsewhere? Who I haven't really seen for five, six months. Right, I've, I've seen them, but have I been present? Yeah, haven't got to spend any time with my kids or anything like that. Like, would you rather that, or would you rather a work weekend in Vegas, where again, you know, if it's not one of these guys who's very early in their career who still loves all that Vegas is, you know, like some of these older guys, like that. That's not a Hawaii for sure. It's like, oh, okay, I'll I'll fucking go spend a week in Hawaii with my family. It's like a weekend in Vegas. I'm fucking 28 years old. Like I've done this a thousand times. I don't want to do this again unless they're gonna fucking make it worth your while and your time and pay you. It's business, yeah. So treat it as such. Uh, but I think last night was a good start. Yeah, I think last night was a good start. There were some parts that were tough to watch for sure. And tough to listen to. Yep. But it's going to happen. Overall, I think pretty damn good. We were uh, kicking around earlier, maybe some American Gladiator events, but I was I was thinking about it. I mean, people were just dislocating shoulders and shit all all the time. That's too physical. Maybe well, whenever two hundred twenty five pounds of twisted steel yeah. and sex appeal is coming down the pipe, yeah, Malibu, you, know. you got no fucking. But plot. maybe it's like some global guts events. Ooh. Yeah. Why don't we get the agro crack? Exactly. exactly. Mo. Whatever they did in the pool with the kayaks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Chuck said in paintball. I don't know. Paintball would be awesome. Paintball would be sick. Yeah. Now, I think we'd learn a lot about some guys. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Yeah. Extra correct. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Three-point contest. Then you have those big redneck fucks that are just, like, posted up. Oh, they would be so good. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome yeah. to kind of watch that whole thing. Speaking of, now, we are not a big, hey, you need to void that bet program because that is gambling yeah exactly (laughs) like sometimes people are going to get that's gambling that's what it is and that has become kind of a toxic part of gambling internet is just wanting to void everything that is not a bet hitting yeah sometimes you lose that's part of it that's gambling you're you're we're trying to we're trying to take all of fandle's money Mm -hmm. and they're trying to take all of our money once again have to re state this and hammer this home. FanDuel has zero ownership over anything that we do. They are our exclusive sportsbook partner. Just like our exclusive beer. Wide. 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 Okay. Just like our exclusive energy shot. 
is five-hour energy right there. Just like our exclusive ticketing thing is SeatGeek that is right there. So FanDuel is not our boss. FanDuel is not. If we talk about gambling, we are talking about FanDuel's numbers. That That is the deal that we have. FanDuel is our exclusive sportsbook. Now, that's for now. Who knows how long that lasts? Who knows how that goes? FanDuel is our our exclusive sports book for this pro. They do not own us at all like that. And also with this new regime, it's not been as easy for us to create as many things that it was in the past. So we would like to take all of their fucking money yeah. whenever oh, we're back. Yeah. This year was not good gambling for anybody. Nope. But we are not a, hey, that needs to be voided. This dude, mm. Joe Mixon. Not getting the ball yeah. in that game against Buffalo. That's right. Because he allegedly was wielding a gun in somebody's face the night, the day before a fucking playoff game. Crazy. This is all alleged now, and his mm-hmm. lawyer has come out and said that this charge will be dropped today, and this is all a misunderstanding. But he was clearly not on the field for that game. He was a part of one of our bets, and we were all so confused. Why? Mixon's got a C on his chest. He's a guy. He seems healthy. He is dressed. Why is he not on the field? It's come out now that he has potential gun charge coming out against him. Aggravated menacing, menacing. Yeah. which is like violent threats, I think, yeah. in Ohio. That has come to the light. So obviously he was being punished or not playing. Something to think about there because that is Absolutely. a piece of information that should we have known? Could we have known? Nope. Can't. I, I have no idea there. You know me. I am the most anti-void uh, bet guy. That they're possible. No, no, a guy gets hurt in the first quarter. Void his bet because he was like, Everyone yeah, that's wanted, gambling. People were yeah. all tweeting that the, the, they should void the 40. And if you had 49ers money line or something like that, they wanted it voided because Purdy got hurt or whatever. But they, no, that's part of gambling. It's inherent risk, whatever. But this here, I mean, Mixon has 20 carries for 105 against the Bills. And then against the Bengals, he's got eight carries for eight, 18 yards. That doesn't make sense. What is it? And he's standing on the sideline, fully dressed. What is going that what's, made, what's that, happening here? That was a little bit of a weird thing. That's extenuating cir- circumstances, okay? That's something that... Uh, once again, we have to say his lawyer has come out and said that this is all fugues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Joe Mixon has gotten in trouble in the past for the rest of his life. Any accusation is going to be taken much more serious because he's already been in trouble before. Like, that is just what happens when you get in trouble. For instance, if I was to get drunk again, people are going to be like, yeah, this is what Pat... This this is what Pat does because I got a public intoxication. That's just something I have to know about, that this is just how it's going to go. If you get in trouble for something... Very physical, very violent, very terrible. Whenever you're younger, even though you've grown and changed, people will be able to utilize that going forward and hold that against you going forward for any accusations that take place or fabricate an accusation knowing that it'll probably be taken more serious. So we have to at least account for reality there on Joe Mixon's side. And obviously Joe Mixon's lawyer is going to say that this isn't real. That's what his lawyer is supposed to say. But allegedly today this is all supposed to get dropped. But this all got kind of dropped into the world just yesterday. Tom Pelissero just spoke to Bengals running back Joe Mixon's agent, Pete Schaefer, who says the misdemeanor charge against Mixon will be dropped Friday. Okay, so that's what they're saying. The other side of it said that there's an arrest warrant Right. So I didn't know you were getting an arrest warrant for a misdemeanor. I had no idea that that takes place. And is aggravated menacing a lower degree than aggravated threats? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand fully what's going on. But I do know that we got fucked by this whole thing. Big time. And the day before the game, why is this even coming up? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck's going on? And how are we figuring it out just now? That's that is still what I don't. I mean, because if it's you know same deal, if it's bad, and I mean they were still gonna, he still got some playing time. So it's like why why is there a distinction between hey let's give this guy twenty carries or you know what let's keep in mind he allegedly or potentially was swinging a loaded gun in someone's <laughs> face. So let's make sure we only give him eight to ten carries. He and doesn't I'm, get twenty. Yeah, how carries. come he gets some carries but not too many carries? You can't be the star of this game. But we definitely oh, will need, need you in some you. part. <laughs> we're going to need you on third down. I mean, that's not, that doesn't come in like a coach's manual. No. Right. Like Zach Taylor doesn't. All right. So if you have so. a – he wielded a gun in somebody's face and said, I should fucking shoot you. Now, I understand you're saying it didn't happen, but I'm just telling you what. We were just called by the Cincinnati fucking police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a whole game plan. Remember, you were going to run a full <laughs> – Yeah, 25 carries. So Zach Taylor's talking about the team. What are we supposed to we don't know if it's true, though. So if we fucking don't – it's the biggest game of the year. So if we don't dress them, everybody's going to ask about what it is yeah, and if sure. it gets dropped. Give him enough carries to make it seem like – But he can't do too good because if he does too good, then it's going to – Oh, Joe, why – What are you the, doing? How does this even <laughs> – You know, what is he? Very scary. Can't yeah. be happening. Ooh. His side saying it didn't yeah. happen. Their side saying it, it did happen. But that definitely affected us. Big time. And everything we had cooking in that particular game. Yeah. And a lot of people gambling. I wonder how they're going to treat all this shit going forward, especially with people gambling on games. People's money being a thing is going to change a lot. I think it's going to change uh-huh. the officiating. Yeah. I think this week was a big week for the officiating Huge. getting changed in the future. And although it had to take some ridiculous and absurd turns to get here, I'm happy with the place we landed in which I think they're going to be changing the officiating and how it's treated going forward. Great news. Even though we had to deal with some of the stupidest members of our society yelling at us, yep. calling us sellouts and crooks. Mm-hmm. Does, does gambling be the thing that actually makes officials full-time? Yes. I, well, I don't think it's – I think gambling – so I think this is a ripple. This is hot. I'm sweating. <laughs> this thing is – It does job. This thing is great. It looks it's sweet. really nice. This thing is really cool. Good material. Especially if I get, like, jocked. Yeah. Oh, Imagine me just yeah. with this on, no mm-hmm. tank top on underneath. I'm gonna look so cool. Fucking Miami Vice. Big old sunglasses on. Hey, mm-hmm. what's up, boys? <laughs> uh, I think the gambling leads to people getting more pissed off, yes. more vocal, which then the NFL has to kind of put the fire out. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you have your own money on it and you see fucking a ref obviously screw something, that third and nine is gonna be it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The third and nine is gonna be it. And Gene Sterator, who I fucking love that. Yeah, unbelievable. I loved him when he was a ref. I was able to talk to Gene Steratore from day one as if we had been friends forever. Now, Western Pennsylvania Paisan, I had talked to him a thousand times in my life before meeting him. I understood he had a personality. I understood who he was. Mm-hmm. I understood how he would take some things. But I think the first thing I said to Gene was like, hey, what's up, fucking Paisan or something like that? And he goes, Patty. You know, like, <laughs> that was immediate. Like literally the first time we chatted was on a field. I think it was maybe my first or second year in the NFL. And it was just like a quick give and go. And I always chatted with refs, always. I think you can ask any ref that I always chatted with them because they were right here behind me on a punt. Uh, kickoff, obviously, I'm dealing with the ump. Uh, but every time I go out to punt, ref right here. We had a lot of onside kicks, too. A lot of surprise onside kicks. So a lot of refs coming up to me before games. Hey, if you're going to hit one, can you please give us a heads up? Because we'd like to be able to keep an eye on everything. Hey, you got it. You got it. There was a lot of, lot, a lot of that type of stuff. So I had a good relationship with all the refs. I was not scared to tell them, like, 
Yeah, you fucked one up there, pal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And whoa, 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 what do you mean? Two series ago, you fucked that. <laughs> hey, you owe us. You owe us. Oh, Pat, fuck off. Then I hit a shank, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you know, like it was a real, I feel like I had a good relationship between the refs. Gene Steratore was always an incredible speaker, always an incredible communicator, which I think is a trait that every ref should have, especially the old white cap. You know, Hockey League, great communicator. Gene Steratore, one of the greatest. Cleet Blakeman, great. Hussey, great. Not that Hussey and his crew were always fantastic. Hussey's a great communicator. He has some sense of confidence, which you have to have whenever you're in a one-shot with 50 million people watching, and you're a representative of the league. You are a representative of the game, of the sport. I think Gene kind of alluded to that Ron could have handled that differently. Because Gene said, in my backyard, you know, here we're playing football. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, we go, how long was that play? 17 seconds, we need to do that. He said, that's real easy to kind of do in the backyard with 42 million people watching in the moment in the playoffs. Like, how do you do that? So it's like Ron did fuck that up, I think. The way he handled it, he fucked it up. Now, should that ref, who was not even supposed to be calling that, came in hard with a whistle and stopped the whole thing before it even Mm -hmm. starts? Probably, but Gene explained that that wasn't even his fucking yeah, job. The other guy. He, he was just kind of looking out. So it was a mis-execution by one person. It was like a half-ass save job by the other one. And then Ron, I don't want to say he panicked, but just tried to do what he thought was right, which led to a fucking extra down, first down, in the fourth quarter. Very important and crucial part of the game. And now the game's fucking rigged. So they're going to have to figure all that out. But that third and nine, I think, alongside gambling – will be what I think hopefully makes officiating better. And it sucks that the Bengals fans are the ones that had to go through that and be on the receiving end of it. But I think for the good of the game, it'll come out on the other side much better. A man is a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, an absolute stallion as a COVID survivor and father of 10, A.J. Hawk. AJ! What's up, A.J.? What's up, con man uh, went down with the, the illness? You heard him yesterday a little bit, you know. Yesterday, yeah, he was, was texting me. I knew he was he was feeling not great yesterday. Was it? Was yeah. he already dumping yesterday? No, could you hear him yesterday? Every time he yeah. talked yesterday, I was almost like, "Come on!" And he was like, "Oh, it's hour. I'm having allergies or whatever." It's like I literally just had this like what twenty four hours ago. I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I do believe you have it. No, and he gets the IV. He got the IV done yesterday, and then this morning uh, I was like, uh, "Hey, don't come in." If you're feeling sick, he's like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Don't worry about it. I'm here. And then as soon as he got here, he was like, uh, I'm starting to feel a little something. I'm like, yeah, okay, Connor. We got Connor's a workhorse, though. That is literally what Connor is. So you kind of got to, you know, pull the reins back on him. He's at home resting, probably sleeping right now. We certainly miss him. We'll see him in Arizona in a couple of days. Are you excited for our big trip, AJ? It's the annual uh, Super Bowl trip. I know. I can't believe it's already here. Well, for real. Like, it has gone fast, and we're already uh... – yeah, we'll be out there for a week. It's a long time, so I'm, I'm excited. That's accurate. Be this has become a yearly celebration, not only for, obviously, the league, but for our show and for our program. I view it that way. I had a blast last year. It's like a banquet. It's like an end-of-the-year celebration, banquet, slash work trip. A lot of hard work, you know, this season. Now, work is a, yeah, in, relative. in comparison to, you know, to your sure. point. We'll just elaborate on the relative, too. We're not laying bricks. No. Okay? My old man was a truck-driving mover, long-haul truck-driver mover, okay? So you piece together just fucking two miserable jobs, okay? That's what he did for, like, the first 12 years of my life, I think, 10, 12 years of my life, just driving across the country, moving buildings to the other thing on slides and just absolute boom. 
That's hard work. Being uh, obviously a teacher, a cop in the military, like that's hard work. But a lot has happened this season that we've kind of followed along with. And this Super Bowl week, the Radio Row week, is kind of a celebration of all of it. We get a chance to see everybody. We get a chance to chat with everybody. We have so many guests. I'm super pumped to get out there. I'm going to miss this year, though. You know, this is a hell of a year for us. What do you mean you're going to miss, like, what, what the memories we made leading up to this point? Is yeah, it just went so quick. Like, to your point, everything went so fucking fast this year. It, this wait, till you're, wait till your kid's born, man. That's, like, what I – my son just had his 10th birthday. My daughter's 12. I'm like, I got two kids in double digits. Like, that. that is weird. Life's flying, huh? Yeah, it is. I mean, but hey, that's what – what do I say? These are, this is the, these are the good old days, right? Hell yeah. We can't sit there. We don't need to look forward. We don't need to worry about the past. Like, we're living it right now. Time's flying like those China balloons. Shout out to you, Connor. I did that for you. Oh, I thought that was an alien thing. No, see, mm-hmm. that's the now the NFL being rigged. People, Con man is losing his mind at home right now. Yeah, he <laughs> he's pissed that we're not talking about this China balloon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is that we haven't brought it up yet. He's probably sleeping right now, so he doesn't even know we haven't brought it up. But if he wakes up and turns uh, turns the show on, and there's a seven to eight minute period where we do not talk about this China balloon that's flying all across America all willy nilly, he's going to be furious. Yeah, put a pole in his TV. Probably. So for the good of Connor, we are going to talk about this. How come this fucker has not been shot down? What are we? I don't know enough about enough, but isn't this just? This is Duck Hunter, right? The game? Yep. But they said, though, what I read recently was this thing got up to 60,000 feet. That's why normal people aren't shooting it down. I mean, it takes... Shoot an RPG at it. That's, I, don't I mean, you got one of those hanging feet. out in the back? Mm-hmm. You got one in the basement, Ty? I, I bet people in Montana do. <sighs> Take out an elk, a big old elk. Old Montana or new Montana? Old Montana. Bob Lee Swagger thing, shoot that fucking thing. thing flies low over some states. There'll be a good chance some... Some uh, people will take it in their own hands, I would imagine. I would guarantee. As soon as they heard, oh, this balloon's from China? These people trying to steal our... Let that fucker drop down. They're going to the range right now. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me how many feet, if I shoot that against gravity, how high that thing will be able to get on accuracy? (laughs) And how much do I have to account for potential wind blow and drift? And the world, obviously, turning out. What altitude will I be able to snipe this fucker right through the middle of it? And goddamn, I save... United States of America. That's right. Because who knows what type of information they're getting. They're just accidentally floating over top of the United States of America. In a time like this, I don't think so. There's a lot of people that feel that way. But I am vastly confused how this is just like, uh, oh, yeah, it's, uh, how well, it's just, just China. That's just it China. Got over, <laughs> what? It got to Montana before we, it was made public to us, I guess, right? Yeah. So where did it come from? Did it come from Antarctica? Yeah, where did it come from? Probably, it come, yeah, it probably came through Canada. Up over Earth. Because it is Ryan. Come on, yep. Gump. I thought Gump would take care of this. I thought there was a second one in Canada. Gump might have been sleeping, you know. It time's up. True. <laughs> I don't know if he sleeps. 60,000 feet. I guess there are some fighter planes that can get up there. Send fucking Ooh. TC after this thing. Yep. 60,000 feet is so high. <laughs> yeah, this it concer- is. This concerns me. <laughs> That we're not shooting it down because it means that we're afraid of the repercussions if we do shoot it down. Well, see, that is what some people are saying. Oh, we're scared to fucking shoot down a spy balloon? Is that what we're, we're scared? This ain't my country. I assume, Now, I have not followed along closely enough with the rhetoric, but I just heard people mm-hmm. that I know that believe that way immediately saying that upon that whole thing happened. And on the other side, you hear people saying, there's no way China did this on purpose. They're just going to send a balloon over the United States of America and cause it. That's probably what other people are saying. Uh, I would like to say, I don't like it. No. I don't, I don't like it one bit. I don't know what it means. 
I have no idea what it means, but I know you're not just supposed to be bopping through people's nope. airspace. No. <laughs> especially if you're not like the best of friends, you know. I, I, I just, I don't know if that's, what the fuck is going I mean, on? That's yeah. not even airspace. That's like altitude, whatever the there you it's go. called. Class E airspace. Do we Maybe. think China just started watching Yellowstone <laughs> and they just want to see how like the Yellowstone is? How beautiful it is. Yeah. Come on, Nick. My question is, how did that thing go over Butte, Montana, and nobody fucking shot that thing down? Well, that's what we're saying. We think it's maybe too high. And yeah, 60,000 feet is... Uh, there's no it's on way. You, Mitt. It's time for Mitt to be a hero. Hold on. Don't we have, I mean, all, of our, don't we have all of our... <laughs> all of our planes are out there, right? Area 51's out in that area. All of our there's big of Air Force bases are out there. Colorado. Well, we can get to it. I'm sure we've circled it and concerns. looked around. Yeah, we've, we've checked it out, I'm sure. Our, inter- our intercontinental missiles, uh, we got a silo near there couple ICBMs. <laughs> you think we buzzed the tower a couple times, buzzed the balloon, let them know? Maybe. Oh. What if we put on the side of it, in Chinese, get the fuck out on one of the things that we just buzzed <laughs> by, by the balloon or whatever? It's a but I, I did, my tweet was basically a much different take on why is it here, because why is it here? I that, and how many balloons do we got flying over, and is this what modern technology is? I don't know, but... We've been told that all these fucking UFOs that we see, you know, the Tic Tac one that's going fucking however many miles an hour, pulling however many Gs it's pulling, the one that just goes into the water, out of the water, without causing any splash or having any source of propulsion seemingly, being pulled almost as if it's a gravitational pull forward, faster than anything we have without any gas or anything coming out of the back of it. Now, obviously, that isn't happening in some people's life. Cool. Just refuse to look at the videos. That's all right with you. Go through your life. I do the same mostly with politics. I'm just i stay away from it i understand that but we're always told it's foreign aircraft it's foreign aircraft this is what the leading tech foreign power adversary of Mm -hmm. ours is using a balloon this thing ain't going fucking ten thousand miles an hour no it's again this thing's out of the movie up dude yeah so enough telling me that that is a foreign aircraft that is doing whatever those ufos are doing in video and let's get a better answer next time because now we know it's complete bullshit because they are literally a hot air balloon with a goddamn camera on it so that ain't gonna fly anymore even though that is seemingly still flying over the united states i I have a better answer okay we kind of we talked about it briefly china said hey give us our biggest dumbest piece of sky spy equipment we have nailed it did not nail sky spy equipment yeah that's right sky spy equipment we have okay i mean we all read the book art of war sun tzu rest in peace he did die make these fucking americans look up here what what are we doing up here while our fucking pill machine is running over here so what you're saying is snowball trick Oh, look at that snowball. Oh, I've never been in snow before. I'm in a snowball fight. This is fun. There's one coming. Oh, you threw it soft. And then <laughs> you got middle finger fastball coming right at their face. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're saying that's what this is? Potentially. That's not, that can't be their state of art spy equipment up there. I mean, that, it's at 60,000 feet. That's, that's pretty high. fucking high. It's I also mean, I watched, I watched Felix Bumgarner jump out of a fucking balloon. Well, from, he fell out because he was he, passed out. He did. <laughs> Remember, he almost he almost got oh, sent yeah. to space and died. How high was he? he? Where was he? Very high. How high. He was at the very like top stratosphere. Of the, yeah, the stratosphere. The edge of space. He passed out, right? Didn't he? Big time. Like and when, was tumbling end over end. Yeah. And then he came back to him. Oh, I guess I made it. Yeah. Pull your fucking shoot. What a time. He was a uh, hundred twenty-eight thousand feet. Jeez. But I don't think he was supposed to be. I don't know. I, I don't think he was supposed to be that high. I, I think he was supposed to. 
leave at some point, and he chose not mm. to. I believe, or didn't choose not to. He passed out. Yeah. Because could this be David Blaine? No, he had that little. Is fucking, he strapped to it? Yeah, is he strapped to it? Could be crazy. Maybe we send him up. Honestly, yeah. that might be the go snoop around. Is see, just like a dart, and he could just fucking. Boop. This just kind of came out of nowhere, though, didn't it? Yeah. It's like, all right, Russia's I mean, fighting Ukraine still, right? Year yeah. anniversary was the other day. I yep. saw that very on the much news. so. Yeah. yeah, we're very much involved now, too. I heard. Oh, just yeah. learned that. Probably tanking. We're in there. There's a lot. There's a lot surrounding that whole situation. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. If Connor was here, obviously he would have a full take. I assume on what you just said. That was a. Uh, that sounded like an alley oop. To Connor, who's no, not here. I'm dead serious. I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't now We've gone this far with it. I'm not sure. Like, honestly, I have no clue, like, what's happening. I haven't really looked don't. into it enough. I didn't know that we were as involved as we were involved. I think I found that out in the last 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, some real shit's going down. Yeah. And once some again, people want us involved and some don't want us involved. I'm, I'm guessing that's correct, right, in America? I don't think that's probably I don't fair. know. I didn't even know we were as involved as we are until very, like, very recently. Yeah. Like and then, I said, I'm very ignorant on the situation, so that's what I'm trying to figure it out. So we won't give a take, and it's not our job to give anybody opinions. No. But when I learned how involved we were, I was like, oh, fuck, we are. We're in there, right? Like, we are. I believe so. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Like, we are. Sending a lot of supplies. lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So then China coming in, what's that all about? Is they, are they, is that a. Well, it's possible, if I could be frank for a minute, that, that we caused mm-hmm. the uh, aircraft and noticed that John Cena was piloting the craft. We chose right. not to take military action. All right, let's talk about some sports. That, that's Shout when we ruin it. That's, why, that's <laughs> when we can't. Mm-hmm. We miss you, Connor. That's, when, uh, that's why we can't go anything. But I guess there is shit <laughs> happening in the real world. We have to remember that. That's right. We do have to remember that. And at the same time, we also have to not give a fuck about it because there ain't nothing we can do about it. Bingo. Sure. Nope. We have the Super Bowl this weekend. Hell yeah. yeah. In our next week. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's focus on that. We All got right. the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Bingo. The games. The Pro Bowl games. Yes. AJ, did you watch last night? What were your thoughts? I was unable to watch live. I went back and, and got to see a good chunk of it. Uh, yeah, I think they're trying. I think it's a good thing they're trying new things. They explored the space. I think it's, it's, it's made for kids. That's what it is. It's made for, like, my kids would love watching most of that stuff. That's all I'm saying. Do we Nothing have to bad. keep I'm it gr- as Mickey Mouse? Some like that's my. I love the idea. I love the creativity. Yep. I like that we are making it a couple night spectacle Thursday and Sunday. Sunday on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, ESPN Two, Disney, everything. Right? Like, hey, oh, I thought there was stuff. I thought they were doing Friday, Saturday stuff too. No, uh, I don't think so. Just Thursday, Sunday, because okay. there's practice, okay. I believe, for the seven on seven Good. and the other stuff going on. Having day, we'll be joined by Peyton Manning in an hour and oh, 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 an hour and fifteen minutes live directly after the AFC's practice, I okay. believe. So I can't wait to chat with him about everything and his thoughts on it. I think some of it last night was awesome. Like, I enjoy some of like, the quarterback carnival, and I enjoy some of the events. Some of it was real Mickey Mouse, though. Real Mickey Mouse, but I guess that's what you're going to get whenever, to your point, I don't have as many kids as you do. Uh, I don't have any kids yet. But, like, to your point, I guess it is just strictly trying to get kids to watch it. Was last night on ABC as well? I don't think ESPN and ESPN Plus, Okay, I believe. I don't know if last night was on ABC. That would be a reason it would be more Mickey Mouse. They generally tend to clean up network TV a little bit more than just basic cable stuff. Nobody told me that. I was on Fox for 18 months just fucking letting it fly. (laughs) That's 100% on me. But um, It's never going to get like – it's never going to be – 
the games are never going to be like risque. They're never going to be like, hey, or can this be on ABC? It's nothing like that. Yeah, we don't want like just having Bob for apples and stuff like that, like carnival games. That's basically what. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be doing that. It's it's a very tough task. I feel for them, like trying to make it where you could not only watch it and tune it, but like actually stay with it and stick with it and watch the whole thing. That's what's tough. I know Jimmy Clausen killed it. And you tweeted about it, yeah. But. The, the Jimmy Cla- last time I saw Jimmy Clausen, we were both oh. at a party together, and Jimmy was having a good time, as was I. But Jimmy Clausen, Matt Leinart being the quarterbacks for the best catch was uh, upset of the year thus far, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upset of the year thus far, seeing Jimmy Clausen. The best catch, I thought whenever they did it live, was pretty good. Created some good content. They did a pre-record with utilizing all of Vegas, both this zip line, I believe that's in... It's like through downtown L.A., isn't it? Yeah. Or downtown Vegas. Fucking Fremont Street or something? No? Yeah, I think so. They used the Eiffel Tower, but not the top of the Eiffel Tower. Matt Leinert of Fox throwing the ball. Matt Leinert and Jimmy Clausen being the quarterbacks. Surprise. Love seeing both of them. Yeah, hey, for sure. For Jimmy sure. Clausen's alive. Matt Leinert still got it. So that's. Here we go. There we go. Pumped about that. I think we should have went to the top of the Eiffel Tower. It's Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Also, no need to show his drops. What are we doing? It's pre-records. Yeah, First what's thing. the point? Yeah. Are, we, are we trying to put the guy over yeah. or not? Huh? Why are we doing pre-records? What is the point of that? <laughs> like, I can do cool catches if we do a pre-record. Wow. Yeah, the, the internet has kind of changed it's the hard. game. Because Juju Smith-Schuster, we saw him hit a slip and slide, double McTwisty thing. Yep. Yeah, Inside Axel Tony Hawk grab into a pool. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of his TikTok buddies did something very similar. Right. Literally immediately afterwards. And if we're going to do that, the dude perfect guys should be the one throwing the balls to the receiver. Tyler should have been yeah. there. Yeah. Why wasn't oh, yeah. Tyler there? Pete. Now, that's something maybe we change for next year. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. we're able to give it. I, I think they're just trying right now to see what they like, what they don't like. I think everybody yeah. wants to see the future of the Pro Bowl matter, and I think this is kind of the first step, the evolution of it all. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was a pastime. There were some things I was like, ah. But it's not for me, I guess, to your point. But I think the Pro Bowl needs to be held in high regard, but it needs to be treated as such if we're looking to do that, AJ. Yeah, it, it's – I think ultimately you just want to see the guys having fun competing together, and they did. Like they looked like they were enjoying themselves, and they did compete, and they were having fun. So yeah, that's the thing. Like how long can that hold your attention? Is the question. Dodgeball always fun. Had them playing against each other. Didn't understand that at the beginning, but made sense towards the end. Maybe do dodgeball against like get a group of fans that are there that feel like they are all star dodgeball players and play them Twitter. against haters on Twitter. People. Yes. That would be awesome. That's a good idea. That would be, nice. be so fun. People that have sent tweets about Saquon or Kittle. Put their handle. They're wearing a handle. The handle's on their chest of their shirt, too. No, the tweet that they sent yes. on their chest, <laughs> handle across the back. Mm-hmm. We do reporters, too, when they ask, like, dumb questions. So that's going to be tough to get the media to sign up for that, I think. They're, they'll do that. But right. not a bad, not a bad idea moth. if they want to. But maybe people that are assholes on the Internet, their tweets are in front of them. Then they have to take on the pro bowlers in dodgeball. That's a good idea. And that has some legs. And these guys would probably sign up to fucking, you know, there'd be a line of guys wanting to play in that. Saquon Barkley, pretty quick feet. Pretty quick feet, that guy. His oh, legs. You don't say, do you? Dude, yeah. his legs are so. He can't even fit in shorts. Like, his legs are so damn big. Look at how uncomfortable that Ooh, has to be. Uh, Bu- buying jeans. Matrix. Buying jeans and shorts. Just a nightmare of an experience for Saquon Barkley. Look at those calves. Look at that thing. <laughs> Look at his fucking legs, dude. 
Jeez. He's about to have another massive year next year, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Running for a bag oh, next yes. year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go to some other news. Uh, CBS allegedly tried an intervention on Tony Romo. Man. Not mm. the booze in intervention, like everybody automatically assumed whenever they read the headline of the video as it was tweeted, but an intervention on him to change the way he approaches the game every single Sunday. Andrew Marchand of the Sports Business Report uh, podcast alongside Andrew Uran. John. There it is. Andrew Marchand. Bingo. John Uran. Mm-hmm. They've been very nice to us. At the beginning, not so much. Right. But I think they pay attention to everything. They do. And have given us a lot of love over the years. So I appreciate that uh, full circle with Andrew Marchand. Yep. Met last year at the Radio Road. That's another thing like Radio Road does. We're able to put kind of humans to mm-hmm. things that have been said. New CBS Sports Execs uh, news. CBS Sports Execs went down to Dallas last offseason to address their $180 million man Tony Romo slippage. CBS commented on what I termed an intervention. Then this comes from the podcast alongside John Urand, where Andrew Marchand basically laid out the fact that they didn't think he prepared enough. And the further you get away from actually playing, the more more you have to prepare because the game changes, the people change, and the things that are taking place on the day-to-day change. And you might forget about some of this stuff. And I think we can all, whenever we listen to Tony Romo, we think to ourselves, he's kind of freewheeling it out there. That's what this show does. So obviously we have uh, respect for that type of action. 50 million people aren't watching this show. And if 50 million people are watching this show, there's a problem, mm-hmm. you know, a big time problem taking place. What are your thoughts on this? And do you think CBS wanted this to get leaked or not get leaked? And do you think Tony Romo potentially, in spite of the CBS people, chose to do less work than he had done in the past this past season? I don't care if 50 million people are going to have to deal with this. I'm going to let these CBS folks know don't come to my house. Okay, I'll do my job. You do your job. I'll see you there. How do you think this pans out, and what do you think the ripple effects are of this uh, for the relationship between the two? Well, I think a big part of it also is the fact that Greg Olson and Burkhart kind of have hit the ground running, and people look at them as a primetime crew, and they really like what they've done, and they're going to be doing the Super Bowl. I think it impress more people. But I, I wonder if CBS wanted it out. Maybe if they felt like they weren't getting through to Tony, and they weren't, then yeah, they were okay with it getting out. I don't just don't know if they would be. Is CBS all right and Tony okay with the fact that this guy said it was an intervention? I would imagine that makes it sound way more dramatic. Very dramatic. And also critiquing, that would be CBS critiquing their lead guy who they're paying $180 million mm-hmm. on. Which how they he- should. Like, you should get feedback. Like That is a hard thing about TV. People need feedback, but they just, they got to go seek it out. Not like, publicly, though. Your company that's paying you should yeah, be doing it publicly. You know? exactly. so, I don't think so, personally. I think the CBS should have his back. Well, oh, no, 100% of the time. Publicly, they should always have his back. Everybody's burying Tony. I think just team. This is team thought. Team. Yep. I'm big team. We're a big team. Publicly, the team should have his back. Privately, they should go, hey, a lot of valid points here, though. Yeah. Like, let's, we. Yeah. So this becoming public, I assume CBS didn't want. What did Tony Romo say, and how did the conversation go? Yeah, I think it was, I believe, David Burson and Harold Bryant are the two uh, like CBS sports executives. I think they went down there. They laid everything out intervention-wise, and he probably said, you know what, boys? Uh, why don't you guys just kiss my nutsack? <laughs> Okay, you have no idea how low I can stoop. Okay, you think I was bad last year? Wow, wow, 
wait till you see me this year. What okay. are you going to do this year, Tone? Well, I don't know. How about I have, you know, I don't know, five, six whiskey sours before every game? <laughs> Maybe fucking eat shit while Jim's trying to tell me questions and just act like I didn't hear him. I'm not going to study. I'm not going to watch any of the games. I, I, I don't know. I'll do whatever I want in the booth. I was like, you guys are paying me $180 million. Is that my fault? Or I don't know. Is that your fault? I don't know. Get the fuck out of my house. Well, and then it came out right after, too. I think it was Marshawn said that CBS tried to hire Peyton before they gave Romo the $180 million deal. Oh. So I, it does kind of seem like they have just heard everything everyone's saying, and they're like, eh, you know what, fuck this guy. Let's, uh, let's try to make it known that we, tried, we weren't okay with what he was doing, and we kind of tried to get rid of it. Yeah, it's a CBS trying to babyface on their guy. Yeah. There's a CBS saying, hey, we understand, we apologize for what's taking place, and maybe we enabled what's taking place. But I would like to be firm in the stance that Tony Romo, if he continues to be Tony Romo, will come back babyface on it. It's just, it's kind of how yep. the world is. It's already happened for Diggs. Yeah. Diggs is already all the way back on Tony Romo's side. It happens quicker <laughs> for Tony because I think he's a little bit more, you know, he became a cowboy when he watched one season sure. of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, yes. these are things that happen. But it's just a natural cycle to be like, shiny new toy, love it, hate it. Mm-hmm. And eventually... If you follow back. wrestling at all, yep. or just like this type of thing, like it'll come back full circle. And I wonder if that's what Tony told him, oh, yeah. or if CBS is even going to allow that to take. Place. I've just started treating him like Con- like when Connor did the full circle thing. What was that last week or whatever? I was I'm kind of on that same path. Where if you treat him as a comedian and just take it strictly as a comedic performance during a football game, it's really actually kind of nice. Yeah, if you view everybody as a movie character in the life that is in the movie that is life. He is certainly an entertaining one, and I don't think it's easy to be a commentator. I don't think it's uh, a forgiving job, but from what I heard, like he's pretty willy-nilly in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flies in late, <laughs> leaves quick. Right. I was surprised the intervention happened before this season. Was there that much smoke about what he was doing last season? I thought this season when it really kind of – the groundswell was like, okay – here we go. So that means CBS has at least somebody on the internet. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, the internet, right. nor- I don't want to say the internet normally ahead of things, but the internet normally ahead of things. That's the way it is. Not everything's right, so you kind of got to filter through a lot of shit. But the internet is a focus group. Twitter is a focus group. It should be tweet- uh, treated as such. There's always going to be shit bags and things that aren't worthy of being listened to and people that are looking for negative attention and people that think saying something terrible to somebody and getting blocked is an act of achievement and that's always going to take place but you can normally get a pretty good grip of how people feel about something if somebody likes something they're not just going to go out of their way to go tweet about it if somebody loves something they're probably going to do that if somebody hates something they're probably going to tweet about it. So if it's not that loud, people probably okay with it. But once it gets very loud one way, there's probably a reason and an adjustment to make. Now, when I joined game day, it was very loud amongst a group of people that we all know exactly what they look like right now. They are the old whites. That is not all older white people. It is the old whites, which is a group of white people that are old that hate everything. And they are on the internet. They normally kind of hibernate in Facebook worlds and comment sections, but they did understand what Twitter was and they've made their way over to Twitter and they were, I don't want to say pretty loud, but they hated me pretty good. 
I had to take that in. I had to, like, account for that. Like, okay, a large portion of the college football community from the South who is older and white, old whites, same group that hated me whenever I go into any new group, certainly still hate me. Let's monitor that as the year goes on. And if I feel like I'm making show worse, let's acknowledge that as well for future decision-making. You know, like something can't change your life because of what's being said on there. Can't change your business like some... We're seeing that right now. Yep. People are changing their entire business philosophy and everything like that from what they read on Twitter. But you definitely have to account for it. So I think this showcases that CBS has a little bit of a feel of what's potentially being said. They are allegedly trying to get ahead of it. And obviously, uh, things change this year. Maybe this will be what Tony needs, though. Maybe Tony will go on and continue to be one of the great commentators like he was the first year he was in the booth and earned that $180 million contract. Yeah. I mean, just like the NFL, maybe this is cyclical, too. He comes in. He was great his first couple of years, starts to stink a little bit, falls off the wagon, gets a nice little reset, reboot. Now he's coming back next year. Tony Romo, best broadcaster out there. Can we bet on him for comeback commentator of the year? I mean, I wish we could. Right now, I wish we could. Well, he wasn't injured. He just wasn't good. Oh, that's your big problem with the comeback player of the year. Big, big problem. Tone Diggs has a massive problem with comeback player of the year just being treated as somebody who either stunk or was hurt Mm -hmm. and then got good at football again. That should strictly be somebody who got hurt and then came back and played better football. Very much so. Now, props to Geno Smith. He had a fucking incredible year, but he was not hurt last year. Okay, There should be a most improved award, which he should definitely win this year. Comeback player, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, those should be your guys. Okay. 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 How about Tony Romo? Got a chance to become comeback commentator of the year if they're going to continue to use the not get hurt but maybe just not do good? You think he's got a chance to win it? I think he's fucking probably odds on favorite. Hell yeah. Good luck, Tony. We're pulling for you. Love you, Tony. Tony, Tony, you going to work harder this offseason or? Uh. Yeah, if I work harder, you mean play, you know, a couple more rounds of golf during the week. I mean, CBS made their bed. I'm going to sleep in it. So, you know, once again, they can kiss my nutsack and lick my butthole. Because unless they're going to, you know, pay me less money, I'm going to do the exact same thing next year. What happened that one day he showed up? He had an actual golf tan. From oh, here yeah. up. Oh, yeah. You remember that? His yep. whole yeah. fo- they didn't have enough makeup to be able to get his fucking four. Every person that's ever golfed in a sunny day has experienced it. And he goes and wins Tahoe. Like, yep. this guy's dialed in on a golf Stud course. Golfer. Oh, yeah. Stud golfer. Stud golfer. Yeah, you don't just get there. You know, like, mm. you got to work at that. Yeah. Then he shows up in the booth, fucking white head, tan cheeks, and he's calling the game. And it's like, this dude is living right now, just golfing, doing his thing, kind of free, freewheeling up there. And then people just kind of, I think, got, uh, hey, like, we live for this, Tone. Yeah. I know, I, like, we live for these games. This is our happiness for the next week, and you are the voice and the soundtrack of it. We would appreciate if you would maybe have a little bit of respect for that, I think is where it all started, AJ. I think that's how it all kind of started, you know? Yeah, you're right. People, yeah, they don't want to be, like, distracted from the game, maybe, I guess. They want Tony to add to the game. And I guess they're just – he came out of the gate so hot and took the world by storm, predicting plays and all of this stuff, and everyone was losing their mind. And that's hard. That's, I mean, that's hard to consistently do that. I think that we're seeing that right now. I think a lot of fans want him to respect the game as much as they do. Yeah, I could see that. I, I also wonder what he and Nance, what their relationship is like. I would imagine it's good, but I don't know. I would guess that Nance isn't a huge fan of him. I think, really? I think he does well with him then I, if he does I think Nance is he a does do great. true he's professional. A yeah, and he's not going to ever show anything. Because I've actually tried to think about that during the games. 
I'm like, all right, let's try to get a sense here on if there's any bite here whenever Jim sends it to Tone, you know, if mm-hmm. there's any Tone says something and Jim just lets him die because a, a co-host can let somebody die. For sure. Mm-hmm. If somebody says something that ne- doesn't necessarily make sense, like Herbie saved me a bunch on game day where I would say something that might not make sense and he would finish my point almost and then go and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what I meant. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you for doing it. It's like safe. That's part of the teamwork there. Felt like Jim always tried, I think. Like, you know, I feel like there was always that type of thing. I, publicly, you can't tell if that's the case. No, definitely, because I think Jim is like a consummate, like, hey, respect the game. Like, respect my position here. I need to be unbelievable. But I think he is also the kind of guy who, you know, works tirelessly to prepare, make sure he knows his shit, and – like, you could kind of start to tell a little bit in the Bengals-Bills game when Tony was doing, you know, the way, way, way shot. He did that, and Jim was like, wow, he almost got me to jump. You know, like, the way he was kind of, like, the, his... Well, Jim re- had his eyes on Pebble Beach, you know. Well, exactly, but I I, I, I mean, joking. it just... And, and you also wondered contracts. It, you know, Tony come. Jim Nance has been sure. the guy he's called how many Final Fours. He calls the Masters every year. He's done Super Bowls. Every golf like, quarter. Yeah, he does all this stuff. And then Tony he got comes re-up in. too. He did, but I still don't know if he's making as much as Romo does. No. And I'm not saying those guys pocket watch, but it, if he's making 18 million and then you're lit, you're talking, asking him questions, and he's fucking choking on a mint and not responding to what you're saying, it's like, what the hell's going on here? Like, so it is. Bullshit. It is fascinating to think about that because I don't know if media people view it the same way as like professional athletes and. To say I'm a professional athlete would be absurd, but I was in a professional athletic building uh, earning paychecks to be a professional you athlete. Were. So every person that makes more money is good for business. You know, Tony Romo coming in there is good for Jim Nance with what he made CBS pay him. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I don't know if that's immediately seen by a lot of media types. You know, because there's been some things that I've had to kind of go through. And then the people on the other end are like, if we do that, then I'll have to deal with blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, blah, 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 blah. I should be pumped that that's happening because y'all motherfuckers have all the money. And I am showcasing that. Like, that is kind of how this is going. Like, well, that's not how business is done. Well, we're not doing business then. Like, that is just so you always need those people to potentially do it, but I do remember that being a part of the convo yeah. when Tony got his deal, Jim saying I want that Romo money, mm-hmm. it's like oh, Jim saw that, felt that and I think Andrew Marchand in that same podcast, in that same clip where he was talking about the intervention that CBS did, not for the booze, but for his work ethic towards calling games, he said Nance's team, not Nance, but Nance's team was taking a lot of credit for Tony Romo saying, hey, we, Jim is the reason why Tony Romo is Tony Romo Jim is the reason why Tony Romo is Tony Romo. He said, haven't heard much from the Jim Nance team about Tony Romo's decline and not being, you know, Jim Nance, being a part of it. Sounded like Marshawn, not that big of a fan of Jim Nance in the clip that I heard. And they're going to have to deal with that. I'm not getting involved Mm -hmm. in either of those. I like both those dudes, so I fucking, I'm staying out of it. But it is all fascinating how the money can either affect people in two different ways. You either get jealous or you get excited about it because now you know what's available. And I think it's all just, like, situational. You know what I mean, AJ? Yeah, it's how you, it's how you look at it. You're right. Nance, he, got, uh, he, he re-upped right after Tony re-upped. Is that what happened? I think it was, like, a year later. Yeah. I think. Yeah, either way, yeah. It's, he, he, get, he got, he got a, whatever his contract is, he seems like he got a bump because he and Tony were the number one crew and they were doing great. So, yeah, he's a big part of that. I understand him doing that. I don't know anything about Jim Nance. I don't think I've ever met him or I barely know yeah. Tony at all. 
But I know in the the world of broadcasting and media, just like the world of professional athletes, like there's a ton of egos all over the place as well. So it's I'm not saying Nance is like that or Tony or anything, but I just know like Possible. as a whole, as a whole, there's a bunch of ego and there's a bunch of like, oh, how's this guy get that game? And I got to call this garbage game. Like that happens all the time. Yeah, the amount of people that have talked shit about me and what I've been able to do. And then they're talking shit about me to people that I'm friends with. And those people are immediately telling me. Um, immediately it's telling me. Like, yeah. People like, are jealous and insecure. It's just, just like everything else in the world. It's all, it all happens, but it's public, I guess. So people see it more. Yeah, and I am, believe me, I got like 27 death threats whenever I was fucking 20. Like, I am hardened. I'm cool with it. But every single time I was told that, I'm like, can you tell them, like, this is good for you? Like, you know, like, hey, yeah. this is good news. This is not bad news and it's always like they would never understand you don't get it what these people are like and i'm like i don't i, I don't <laughs> yeah. you're right i don't get what these people are like because if it's good for the goose it's good for the gander that's right hell yeah i, I don't know if nance is really a diva i don't think that's but I there guess. there were also reports that at the end of him and phil sims together that Nance soured on Phil Sims big time, and it was kind of like the same thing. Like, could he, see how that could happen for sure, for sure. So you wonder if it's like you know, I mean, not I, with those two, just in general. Yeah, exactly. People working together, you could see how like any relationship: Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, right? Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers. Anytime you have two people that are great at what they do working together, there's a chance that the novelty is going to wear off at some point. AJ, absolutely. And when they're being they're both being judged publicly by all these people that watch the games, too. Like, that plays a role in all of that as well. So there's a lot of different dynamics going on here, especially when you get these big-time contracts and big-time money. Yeah, it amplifies everything. Yeah. What we need to know is if you can get money from people that have a bunch of money. Go get it. Get the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said it yesterday, and uh, it's worthy of repeating. It must be fantastic to come from a place, you know? And I'm hoping that my kids will be able to do this, where it's like, oh, I pick and choose if I receive generational wealth changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, how much? Uh, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you. We do not understand each other, though, because I do not come from that place. So I think what we all need to know is those who have the money, if we're working in a field, we should be trying to take and get them earn, obviously, got to earn it. Not just going to get, if we can get that money out of it, let's do that. And let's continue to do that. And uh, we hope Tony Romo has the capability to buy back in, do his thing, because obviously he has the opportunity to be great. And he also, I think, has the ability to be fucking great. The guy's incredible at basketball, incredible at golf, Mm -hmm. incredible at football. Whenever we heard him, whenever he was in his zone, in his bag doing commentating, he was unbelievable. Has the capability to be great at almost anything, I'd assume. Let's hope he invests some more time, and maybe this offseason's the time when he chooses to do that. And that's why, like, CBS really doesn't have anyone to blame but themselves. So it's like, if you're a person who watches the games and hates Tony Romo, like, CBS was the one who, after two, you know, good or great years, they they chose to give him that massive contract. So it's like, you know, I mean, you can't really, you can't really fault him for accepting it. You know, I mean, he he he's for say whatever you want about him, he enjoys himself when he's in the booth. Like he has fun doing it. He he does it his way. Wow. You know, hey, I might say whatever the hell I want. You know, <laughs> hey, these games are three four hours. It's a long time. You know, you got to make them entertaining and fun. You know what I mean? Like, 
he does he does it his way, and he is different than anyone else. So, I mean, in terms of that, I guess you have to respect it. Hell of a golfer, AJ. Fucking hell of a golfer. Yeah, the dude, he prepares like a pro golfer. I think he plays like yeah. eight, ten hours, has coaches, all that stuff. Which a lot of people are saying, hey, you're making $18 million a year. Why don't we spend that time fucking maybe learning the NFL of today? Well, he could still play golf every day, but only play for like five hours and then go do. Then you could prep, I guess. Get in the film room, Tony. Get in the film room. That's all. Don't watch highlights. Get in the film room. I want to see what he's like next year. I want to see his first game back. Is he going to be all buttoned up and have a different voice and everything? Be weird? I don't know. I think no, so. He'll be Tony. Tony will be Tony. I don't think Tony's bothered by all this. I don't think he lives on the internet. I don't think he's too worried about it. Well, obviously, this. CBS flies in, allegedly, and he goes, Yeah. I, why don't you guys get the fuck out of my house? <laughs> <laughs> golf, golf coach. Yeah. Golf coach is coming over. Yeah. Uh, guys, I actually got to head to driving range. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> He's uh, also going to steal the show with his Super Bowl commercial, which yeah. might get a lot oh, of yeah, people sure. back Wait, on his side. What is hell it for? Yeah. Make a little ball trap. Yeah, please. it is a Caddyshack spoof, and it is good. And the first 20 seconds that we saw on the internet, yep. Is this the one with Serena and other people in it? I don't know. I don't think Serena's going to be in this one. This yeah, they were. Re- they said it's coming again. Like February twelfth, they were hyping their Super Bowl commercial. They were. It was a spoof on Caddyshack. Was okay. it Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Then she I might think. be okay. And if she is, this might be one of the greatest concepts in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said Bushwood's opening back up. Bushwood's opening back up is what the commercial said. Okay, then I would assume so. Tony f- buying in full thespian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Into Caddyshack. Oh, you saw it. He is okay, a good thespian. Yeah. Saw like fifty. It's in the group. It got sent in the group. Okay. Literally, as soon as it got sent in the group, I think my response was, yes. Yep, this is unbelievable. Yes, oh, this God. is. Right, I'll check it out. Yeah, you are. You're going to be in on it. You're, you are 100% going to be in on it. Uh, let's talk about some more stuff going on. Uh, Vic Fangio obviously signed with the Dolphins yesterday. Three-year deal worth more than $4.5 a year. This is Ross, the owner, saying we need to invest in another probably top candidate, uh, head coaching type candidate, and also take a lot off the plate of McDaniel. Let Vic just kind of be the head coach almost of the defensive side of the ball. McDaniel be the head coach of the offensive side of the ball. And hopefully the end of the year drought that we experienced. Now, Tua got out of concussion after 39 days, concussion protocol after 39 days. Congrats to him. I believe we're potentially talking to him next week. Not 100% sure. Excited for that convo. He will be at Radio Row. I think we're making it into his schedule, which is fantastic news. But this is a good hire. I think this is a great hire. And um, that team, you know, if the offense can continue, this is the first year in McDaniel's Mm -hmm. offense. First year. First year Tyreek Hill's there. Just how prolific they were at the beginning. They were the team. They were the story. This is Miami's back. Gumpy was mm-hmm. uh, grinning like the butcher's oh, dog. Yes, he was. Waking yeah. up 6 to midnight as soon as he saw anything Dolphins. I mean, it was the time. Now you bring in, not that McDaniel needed it, and I don't want to make this look like McDaniel was a child or anything like that, but you bring in another adult into the room, Vic Fangio. Not that the previous DC wasn't, but you get it. This guy, former head coach, obviously long-time established defensive mm-hmm. mind. This is a good hire. They're going to have to pay people like that. Four and a half million dollars a year for an assistant uh, coach job. F- feels like Fangio won here. Yeah, I'd say he. I mean, he was uh, the bell of the ball, as they say, right? People like a lot of different teams wanted him. Now he runs like a you know specific three four defense that you need to hopefully have the right players. And I think Miami obviously would not have brought him in if they felt like they didn't have the right roster for him. But talk to anybody that played 
in one of Fangio's defense, and they love the dude. Like it can it can take a minute to get everything down and figure everything out, but they all love the dude and think he's a genius. And I mean, they did just trade and pay for uh, Bradley Chubb, so yeah. He's he's getting reunited with Vic Vangio. I mean, Vangio probably loved him. He drafted him very high. Good news. Yeah, I mean. And on the flip side, Vic Fangio was potentially going to the Niners. Yeah. Uh, Steve Wilkes, former interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers, obviously beloved by his players, will be interviewing for the D.C. job with the San Francisco 49ers after D'Amico Ryans heads to the Houston Texans to, be, or to become their head coach. This is via Ian Rappaport. Atta baby, Ian. Getting his news. Steve Wilkes' defense will bode well with the San Francisco 49ers defense and personnel. A.J. Hawk, do you know? Yeah, I think any defense goes well with the, the roster they have on the defensive side of the ball. Now, But I do not know who they may be losing to free agency or whatever. Do we know how many guys they may lose off that defense? Because they have studs everywhere you look. I don't know. The way George Kittle talked about the offense side, he said everybody's back pretty yeah. much. Except for Christian McCaffrey, who's up. And I would imagine they're going to do whatever they can to reset yeah. him. And what does that mean? You know, Does that mean long-term deal? Ooh. Does that mean a couple-year deal? What does that mean for them? Tone's looking it up right now. Jimmy Ward's a free agent. Manuel Mosley, who's the corner who got hurt. Um, other than that, I think they're all right. Prime for another run if a quarterback can stay healthy. Who's the quarterback? We shall see. Will it be a vet like Derek Carr who balled out last night, AJ? There's a guy that climbed my uh, trade for him board last night quickly. Not only because he slang that pill incredibly mm-hmm. hitting targets and beating everybody and getting a win for the AFC who's currently up nine to three each one of these events was worth three points there was four events including dodgeball water balloon toss jugs catch quarterback carousel nine to three long the, drive long drive so it must be more than that that'd yeah. be five interesting yeah I like this kind of stuff I still wish they were driving the golf carts, but I like this. Yeah, those. Hey, some of those clips felt like some of those golf carts were working with some of those quarterbacks. Yeah, Ooh, some cool. are flying by. Mm-hmm. Some are in rabbit. Some are just in old turtle. Yep. You know what I mean? Going at different speeds. I was at one where it broke down. <laughs> I, I, I was at the mid round. The ESPN wow. uh, Skills Challenge. Whenever I was coming out of college, it was the day after the Senior Bowl in Mobile. I've told the story. I missed the flight out of Mobile right. to uh, Orlando to do the Skills Challenge. I get there, obviously trying to catch up with all the rules and everything, and the quarterbacks, the golf cart broke down in the middle of it. It was awesome. Just sat <laughs> yeah. there, right? there. The one quarterback that was up was just pegging it, boom, 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 boom. Because that's what competitive people do, and I think that's what you got to see at the Pro Bowl games last night. Competitive juices fly. Like in the middle of that dodgeball, they were tweaking the rules, cheating the rules. There was once only two balls available for a certain stage of dodgeball. Ended up being six in there because mm-hmm. all the teammates were just kicking them in. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you're going to get whenever you get some of the most competitive dudes on earth competing in different things. I enjoyed it, but Derek Carr – Throwing the ball, and then the way he handled it afterwards. I don't know if you've heard the video yet or the interview. Here's Derek Carr after putting on a show and lighting up the quarterback carnival last night to win one for the AFC. No fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> Get it? Hey, you get a great question by Ryan Clark. Uh, the yeah. NFL live crew was all over that thing last night, mm-hmm. all over it on the ground. Dan Rolovsky was at a driving range. Ryan Clark had a microphone. Swagoo, RG3, Laura, and Mina was there. Yep. Hell Mina yeah. was not initially marketed to be there. The NFL live crew was running rampant all over it. Uh, good to see them out there. But did you like that, Derek Carr? I loved it. I, 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 I love the fact that he addressed it, AJ. 
Yeah, I, I'd like it. I, I think it's good. He's handling it the right way. He's not hiding from it. He's not running. And all I could think of, though, whenever I hear him speak is Ty doing his postgame presser. Which from the, I'm, happy we, week that was. I'm happy we saw this instead of the, yes. yeah. that. Yeah. Because a lot of people were judging him strictly off of that. And then also him kind of getting kicked out of the building towards the end. Wild series of events for him. I think last night was a great one. Excited to see what Sunday brings. And joining us now is a man that just rattled the entire NBA universe. He's the Riz God because all he does is say incredibly, handsomely, smoothly delivered lines mm -hmm. when he joins Kay Adams on Up and Adams on FanDuel TV. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who works for FanDuel, Stadium, and The Athletic, senior NBA insider everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Shams Rawani. Shams, you're happy to be back. Happy to be back. I'm, I'm sorry I had to interrupt the NFL Super Bowl prelude. <laughs> I, I, I strongly apologize for this. No, you do not need to apologize. This is what Shams Rawani does. He comes in and changes the game. You think you have all the answers he changes the question here we are in the middle of a little bit of a dry time in the nfl and sham sharani said what's that oh that's opportunity mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen sham sharani just reported about 10 minutes ago kyrie irving has officially requested a trade from the brooklyn nets the franchise has been informed that irving prefers to move on ahead of the february 9th trade deadline or will leave in free agency in july it is February 3rd. Wow. They have six days to deal with this guy. This is massive news because it involves Kyrie Irving. It involves Kevin Durant, seemingly. It involves the Brooklyn Nets. And it's six days before the trade deadline. How did we get here? And what does this mean for Kyrie Irving going forward? Sham Sharan. Yeah, this, th th this is really stunning. When you think about what's happened over the last year uh, with Kyrie Irving in the Nets, it doesn't really surprise why it might have, might have gotten here, right? You think about the summer. We talked about Kyrie Irving last season, all year, the vaccine situation that was going on between him and the Nets, him having to stay away from the team, then they bring him back. And then over the summer, they have a contract dispute, are not able to come to an agreement. He opts in, plays out the year, uh, tweets out an, a, a link to a movie, uh, with anti-Semitic uh, material in it. Uh, it gets picked up. The owner uh, tweets about it, uh, shoots it down. He gets suspended after that. He serves an eight-game suspension. And then he comes back, Pat, the last two months of this season. Uh, he's averaged almost 30 points a game, uh, seven, six, seven assists, five rebounds. He's showing again why he's that dude, right? And he's the all-star game starter in the Eastern Conference, so he's back. And what's happened in the last week or so is I'm told they've had contract extension negotiations um and from what i'm told a contract extension was offered to irving uh that had some stipulations in it uh and i'm told his side was vehemently against any stipulations in an extension he believes that he deserved uh, you know a fully guaranteed contract he, he you know he feels like um you know a, a player of his caliber did not deserve or, or should have stipulations in that deal um and so when you think about everything that happened last summer you think about this year um, there's clearly a principal difference between Irving and the Nets. Um, and it, whatever his principles are, whatever the Nets principles are, they just clearly do not align. And I think this is groundbreaking news for the NBA six days before the deadline because Kyrie Irving is one of the best players in the league on one of the best teams in the league. The Nets have gone from outside of the playoff picture, struggled to start the year, under 500. Then they go and win 18 of 20 games. Then KD gets hurt, but they're still treading water. This is a team that's battling for home, home court advantage. They're competing for a championship. And now their best player has demanded a trade, is expecting to be traded before the trade deadline. Um, otherwise, he will leave in free agency. Best current player playing with KD being hurt, obviously, is what you meant, I assume, or no? 
I don't even remember what I said. I said he's he's been. I, I want to say he's been one of the best players. No. No, you said their best like player. You mean currently well, te- playing? Technically, yeah. Technically, currently the best player. Got it, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Kevin I- Durant's out. Kevin Durant is. Yeah, he's number one. Okay, good. I didn't know if, because I haven't been keeping up with the NBA as much, I didn't know if that Kevin Durant thing has changed. And if it has, I was about to go to bat and be like, nope, the guy's a dog, always will be a dog. <laughs> Smokes hella dope, love everything about him, can shoot everywhere. So they disrespected him in uh, business negotiations, it sounds like, yes? Yeah, so th- they've recently had negotiations. But honestly, Pat, uh, I think this goes deeper than just well, the, the, the contract extension. I, I think... Listen, if they had come in with a full maximum contract, then you know maybe you give it some thought, right? At that point, you're getting your full max deal. Like, how do you say no to that? But I think the fact that whatever offer was made, I'm told, had some stipulations in it, stipulations that he believes he did not deserve um, and does not deserve. So um, the entire organization right now just puts it up in the air. What is this? Where does this leave Kevin Durant? Yes. He's in, he has three years left on a on a maximum contract extension. Uh, where does this leave him? Does he does, does this impact his future? Trying to get out of Brooklyn, does he stay in Brooklyn? Do the Nets trade Kyrie Irving? Do they just keep Kyrie Irving and deal with the outcome afterward? What's crazy is this literally happened to the Nets last year. James Harden, uh, it started to come to the surface that they would nego- uh, discuss a deal with the Sixers the Friday before the trade deadline. We're in the same situation here now with Kyrie Irving demanding a trade, and we'll see if the Nets will negotiate a trade. Uh, but listen. Everyone wants to talk about the Lakers. You know, they're being yeah, very active going? in the trade. Where's Kyrie going? They're, they're being, you know, I think the Lakers are being very active to, for, for a trade. Oh just overall in the yeah, marketplace. When you look at Russell Westbrook, you look at their two first-round picks. Is that enough for Kyrie Irving? Uh, do the Lakers make that offer? Uh, I think that's something that we'll be have to track between now and next Thursday. What was it, last week we saw him go out early in the game against Lakers and he saw Russell Westbrook shoot and he say, new greatness would be here early and then he's been talking about LeBron a lot. Is this something that you could have forecasted? Do you think Kyrie knew this was potentially coming if they weren't able to agree on a long-term <laughs> deal? Because business-wise, for the Nets, if you were to trade him right now, obviously you're sacrificing this year, which has been a year where you're on a run, and we know you just got a call. We assume that's probably Adam Silver or a team telling you, that we are going to sign him, uh, but they can get something out of him now, right? As opposed to just losing him in free agency. That's kind of the, what the Nets have to deal with right now. And if it's not the Lakers, who else could it potentially be, Shams? Yeah, th- there were there were definitely talks on, on a deal, and there's definitely a a world where listen, everything has been fine over the last eight months with the Nets, and over the summer last summer, the Nets had chances to re-sign Kyrie Irving on a deal that was suitable for, suitable for both sides. They were not able to reach an agreement. And I think now it puts the Nets in, in, in a position where they need to determine between now and next Thursday, do they want to keep a guy in Kyrie Irving who does not want to be there, does not want to play there, wants to play somewhere else very clearly and has beyond just contractual issues, it seems a, a very principled issue with that organization as they might with him. Um, what do they do with him? He's been so productive on the floor over the last two months. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a question around the league. What will the Nets do with Kyrie Irving? You trade him now, you can go recoup some assets. You can go to a team like the Lakers, get picks. Um, there are going to be teams out there that are going to go for Kyrie Irving. Who? Uh, from what I'm told, there are, are going to be multiple teams involved. Pacers? 
Uh, I would not expect the Pacers. I uh, think Tyrese okay. Halliburton is that yeah. dude for your oh, Pacers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Put them together, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, they probably play the same position. I have no clue. I haven't seen the Pacers in a long time. No, they lost to LeBron last night, but put up a good fight. Number zero is a dog. Uh, Mitt, who's a Lakers fan, just lost his mind. Actually bruised his dick off the bottom of the yep. desk whenever you said he's potentially going there. AJ has a question for you, Shams. Shams, do you have any idea like what those stipulations may be that uh, the Nets wanted to put in his contract? And also, would a trade partner try to put some stipulations in a contract for Kyrie? Yeah, I mean, th- those are negotiations for probably after the trade. Like, you know, let's say he gets traded to a team. That oh. team would then be allowed to you know, negotiate an extension. Or the Nets, uh, you know, get, give permission to Kyrie Irving to talk to other teams, discuss extension opportunities. That's probably where we would figure out. Uh, what exactly, you know, what those teams would be able to offer. But, yeah, the Nets had stipulations as far as guarantees uh, and how much, uh, you know, the deal would be guaranteed in in the last year of his deal. Uh, Not quite sure exactly the length of the contract, but a multi-year extension was offered to Irving, and there were stipulations in the final year of the deal that, you know, clearly didn't make it fully guaranteed. So, like, the last year will be fully guaranteed if you get, like, the flu vaccine. That's not what... (laughs) Oh, okay. I think I, that's I, like I, I just got to ask these questions. No, I mean, those things tend to be, you know, could be games played, could be how far the team goes in the playoffs. It could be, you know, a variety of, of uh, minutes. Uh, oh, things. God, so just business um, stuff, basically. Just, just, yeah, yeah, just Not, just, uh, not just off business. the court, like, tweeting. They, it wouldn't be like, hey, you can't. That's they're trying to muzzle him. That's what I would assume. He thinks, hey, you're trying to, like, box me in, not let me be me. Now, things might be said indirectly. That I can't account for. But in an NBA contract, the only things you can stipulate games played, uh, you know, minutes, uh, you know, stats, uh, how far a team goes, team success, uh, th- those are usually uh, the, the, the tidbits you can add. So in our world, if this type of thing was to happen, and I assume there's been situations where it hasn't, but the long-term deal is pretty much already agreed upon when the trade takes place. You said after the trade they'll talk about the long-term deal. That would have to become at the same time or no? Kyrie's not going somewhere just for the rest of the season, become a free agent, or does that happen in the NBA world? Uh, you're saying does he become a free agent at the, rest of the, uh, at the end of the season? Yeah, so like he's, is he going to get traded to a place that there isn't a long-term agreement already understood yeah. to be taking place, or is it just like a loner for a season? Would they do that with Kyrie in the NBA, a, a player that's at that level? You, you would assume the teams that, that, that's trading for Kyrie Irving, they're going to want to re-sign him for long term. So whether it's Lakers or whoever, if you're going to go trade for Kyrie Irving, your goal and your intent is to bring him uh, in for the long term. You could trade for him and then reach an extension agreement, um, or you can wait for the summertime. That's usually what teams want. But, I mean, the way Kyrie Irving has played over the last two months, you would think that there's going to be interest, I think, from teams – outside of, you know, maybe even the team that he would be comfortable with, you know, like a team that might feel like he can take them over the top. We'll see if that happens or not. Who are the, other than the Lakers, I know you're going to be very busy and we appreciate you taking time. Boom, right there. You have a lot going on. Yep. Other than the Lakers, who are some potential landing spots you think, Shams? Um, for right now, the only one I have, you know, that, that you could look at and, and you we looked at over the summer, we looked at, you know, this past year. Um, I mean, I would assume the Lakers – We'll see how that takes place. Well, but Pat, you, you know, you know, I'll let I'll let you guys know Done before. Deal. You know, what about Dallas? You know. Hey, you're the man. You had twenty one thousand retweets in the first minute of this tweet. What a story! What a get! Incredible work by you, pal. We appreciate the hell out of you. And 
when you I'm go on fan pat numbers right now. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, you're doing more than that, but you're a Riz God, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we don't even have time to dive into your game that you're spitting all over television every time you get on there. But we appreciate the hell out of your hard work, pal. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Shalaya. All right. Lock it up. Championship. Look at this fucking. I know. AD's back. We're getting Kyrie. <laughs> LeBron's all the way back. Let's go. Championship. Book it now. Yeah, Mitt's a full fuckboy. Likes the Cowboys. Likes the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Big yeah. Text my, oh, actually, pumped. no. I texted my dad last night. Picture me at the Lakers game. He texted me back. <laughs> super pumped. I didn't even know this. My dad's also a Dodgers fan. How hilarious. Oh, how about this? Wow. That is surprising, actually. I didn't know that was the case. Maybe he's just trying to relate to his son here. Maybe. Uh, how did you become a Lakers fan? Just because they're on TV at night? That's uh, why I, my, I, I was a Lakers fan because they're the only thing on TV late night when I was growing up. Shoot, Kobe, my dad Kobe is a Lakers Cowboys fan because he grew up in Montana. They have nothing to watch. They were only watching Magic Johnson and like Troy Aikman at the time and just kind of circled that. And then when my dad started coaching in the NFL, uh, he kind of stopped really doing that whole Obviously, NFL yeah. thing. Yeah, and paid, then yeah. yeah. And then Kobe Bryant was also Cowboys winning games. championships. So like he was always watching Kobe Bryant. I would watch Kobe Bryant games with him. Those and, late night Kobe Bryant games mm-hmm. with Shaq were awesome growing up. We're, Pittsburgh has no NBA team. Uh, shitty uh, baseball team, no NBA team. So it's either hockey or football for, you know, most people. Tone Diggs is a mark for the Pittsburgh Pirates because he played baseball as a child and was very good at it. So he feels obligated like the Pirates. And going to a Pirates game is a good time. But those late-night Lakers, like that was – I didn't sleep well, never have, never will. That was awesome to watch and take place, and they were so damn good. It was like their own time slot almost for all of America. I think it created a lot of Lakers fans. And obviously LeBron James just a couple weeks ago put up 40 and was the most miserable human being in an entire arena. Mm -hmm. Straddled, legs wide open, just exhausted and pissed about what his life has become as a Laker. There was a ball that almost hit him in the face. He didn't even budge. Just so fucking over everything. <laughs> and uh, if they were to bring in Kyrie, does that make him a competitor? Does that make you guys great all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Dude, they have no point guard on the team basically at this point. Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Westbrook doesn't even start. He comes off the bench Austin as a Reeves. point guard. Austin Reeves is not he's not playing right now he's hurt uh so i mean lebron's their point guard he has no help pat bev missed two free throws that would have basically sealed the game last night then lebron's face was absolutely oh you got to see it because you were there yeah Mm -hmm. it was absolutely hysterical he looked like the way that you just described he looked like he was going to cry and then ad played some amazing defense what's he crying about these calls all about Uh, because he's getting he loves drama Oh, you guys spinning your narrative. He's getting hacked. He's thank you, man. He needs to get these. He needs to get called. Like Guy needs to get calls. You ever for seen someone react like that, dude? That was game winner in Boston. I, I mean, know. that's a he fucking and he got what? I mean, yeah. whacked. And, I, only thing, the only thing it showed me is he's still in. Like, still invested. Very yeah. much so. Very, very much of it. We talked about that with Ken Dorsey when he lost his fucking shit when they lost to the Dolphins at the beginning of the season. And, you know, there's people saying, He's going to have to carry that around with him forever. That was actually being said. Yeah. What an embarrassment. What was our reaction? Hey, guys, very yeah, much invested. Very much invested in this whole thing. I think a lot of people saw that in Braun Braun whenever he was doing that. It was, it was a lot. It was. But he said, you know, I'm watching every game. Nobody else is getting treated like this. Because everybody just says Braun gets all the calls. Braun gets this. Braun gets that. That was very clearly not 
Now, Connor, who's a Celtics fan and yep. from Boston, uh, he said, well, are we going to call him taking seven steps before that layup? Or I mean, what all are we going to talk? I'm like, well, it's NBA. Do they even call that? He go, well, do they call that? I, I don't know. Connor could spin his way out of this whole thing. LeBron very much still invested, and I think he would view his time as a Laker not as successful as every other big star that has been traded for by the Lakers. I learned that from the Shaq documentary that mm -hmm. I watched, how this is the Lakers thing. It's almost like a passing mm -hmm. of the torch to a star. Hey, you are now in charge of the Lakers franchise. Do well with it. And that's how Shaq viewed it. Obviously, that's how Magic viewed it. That's how uh, Kobe, Kobe. Sure. Kobe, Kobe definitely viewed yeah. it. Before that, though, there was... Uh, Kareem. Yeah. That's James how, Worthy. Yeah, Gary West. That's kind of how it's viewed. And I think LeBron, who is obviously somebody that has just loved the game and been immersed by the game his whole life, took that very heavily. And he, uh, some name was not real there. Some name was not real there, I don't think. Foxy's face. Okay. He won that bubble uh, yep. championship. Right. But other than that, he had the <laughs> wine year where he's showing up drunk. Yep. He let the ball roll out of bounds. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then there's this year where he seemingly just has no help. Other years he has no help. So I think that probably weighs a little heavy on Braun Braun. So bringing in a guy that he was able to win with in the past, who Kyrie has admitted that he wishes he was able to play with Braun now as opposed to how he, when he, what he was like back then would be a whole different ballgame. Maybe we'll get to see it. Seems like Shams has no other teams that are even in, hey, even in contention. This is all part of the script, boys. What date did Kyrie have to get traded by? The, February, February 9th. Oh, and the next Lakers primetime game against the Bucks is February 9th, the day that LeBron is supposed to break the points record. Let's oh, wow. part of the script. And on Michael Jordan Day? Oh. 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 Come on. Oh, let's go. See, the NBA, I could actually see. Well, Tim Donahue's come out and said, <laughs> I ain't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> I didn't touch him. Shooting too. Yep, that has been a We've got about 15 more points we need to get. So, so we got 45 seconds to do that. Yep. <laughs> Bam! Shooting too. You did it. Hell what, yeah! What'd you do? You got fouled. What are you talking about? Shoot ball. Uh, you missed reshot uh, lane violation. Shoot another one. Bumped him. Saw him. Yeah. Tech, get the ball back. Yep. <laughs> shooting too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Lane violation. Need to shoot that one again. You fucking creeped in there. Look. Watch it. Look at your toe. Thought so. <laughs> Shooting two. Oh, you're talking back, Tack. Shoot two more. You're ejected. You're good at defense. Get him off the fucking court. Mm -hmm. You, big foul guy. Need you good. Yep. <laughs> Shooting two. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the fucking basketball is. You know, so I could see how that would be, you know. And Tim Donahue proved he was. He's done a lot of damage to... Oh yeah, the NBA. Oh, yeah. But his name had a big week, a big uh, week this week. I will watch uh, the NBA though whenever it matters. Sure. Oh later. yeah, for sure. And I think everybody would watch if Kyrie and Bron Bron were to get back together, because Kyrie obviously has um, his own individual way of doing life. Yep. I think that's a good way to describe it. Absolutely. Perfect. But when he gets that basketball in his hands, oh, oh my God. baby. He said, uh, I think I was listening to it. He said he matches up his dribbling with his feet. I think that's something that not a lot of people do. Some people have handles, but his, his, ball, his body movement is what he thinks he has over other – fuck. I, He's a freak. He, I've seen some of his games recently. They've been on national. Like, mm. They just pop up, and I just watch him, and he is an absolute freak. How he moves, everything, it's just oh, yeah. so – it's ridiculous. What did Kevin Durant do? Uh, I have no idea. 
something. I don't know. I think no, no, I'm, I'm saying like. You know what sucks is that there's no more Kyrie's because Nike dropped them. Kyrie's were some of the best basketball shoes there was. They, yeah. Yes. The they Kyrie's were, were getting pushed awesome. actually the most for yeah. Ni- by Nike. What shoes did I like? The Greek Freak had some, right? Yeah. 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 To be honest, they're called yeah. the Freaks. Those, right. Those ones were comfy. Yeah. I think the most comfy. Paul George had great shoes too. Those, Those are still good. KD, KDs and Kyrie's are legit. That's like yeah. a lot of the girls that I coach wear. Oh, KD has those little uh, under the under the balls of the feet. It feels like there's like an actual air bubble. Yep. I oh, think. Yeah. Those are really nice. Mm-hmm. The zooms? Is that what they're called? I mean, zoom air, yeah. This dude does. He has everything. I'll come in with a new pair of shoes that I bought just because I seen them. Mm-hmm. And then, met, ooh, the Cherry High 11s. Oh, my God, dude. Candy Stripe 13. Dude, the A-E-I-O-U's, <laughs> bro. It's unbelievable. All right, thanks to Shams for joining us there and giving us some breaking news. That's fantastic mm-hmm. news uh, out of the NBA world. Does it matter? Uh, not so after the Super Bowl. Uh, but good luck to all parties. Yeah, they're only showing Lakers and LeBron James highlights on ESPN right now. Mm-hmm. Go get them. Genie, go get them. Go get him, Jeannie. Need to tell Jay Moore. Moore. Go get get him. him. Come on, Jeannie. Need Jeannie and Jay Moore to get on the horn. Mm -hmm. Bring Kyrie Irving in. Didn't they make a move recently that Shaq was disgusted by? Yeah, they traded in somebody. He said, I don't know who that motherfucker is. Rui Achimura, I believe. He's a dog. He's actually a dog. Well, what's Shaq talking about? I I don't know. He's a starter. He's their starting three. They needed him. (laughs) Shaq said, if you're not in the top ten, I don't know who you are. Perfect guy to package to go get Kyrie. I Completely fine with that. Package him, package Rush. Oh, I don't man. give a shit. The you can collapse even... is going to be so much sweeter this year. Oh, oh, you're talking about the Lakers? Yeah. Oh, well, Build don't those do hopes that. Up. This guy's having a good day. Don't Let's do let him enjoy. Hey, congrats, do man. Way to go, man. Come on. Hey, congrats, Lakers fans. You know, a lot of people are really happy for you guys all the time because of how good yeah. you guys have been and mm-hmm. your type of fandom and stuff like that. But yeah. seems like you're about to get an electrifying player back into the building. I can't wait to see his handles over there in the Crypto.com Center. Oh, yeah. That's still Staples. Well, no, is it? No. Did they take it down? It's technically crypto as of this year, but they still got cash for that? They're going to have to change that next year. So, just so talk to me as if I am a doofus. Everything in that world is done. I don't know. That I, no, I, I don't, don't think, think so, so because I just FTX saw. Is. Well, yeah, FTX definitely is, but I recently saw a Bloomberg article that said there was like a brand new crypto startup that just got a whole bunch of money to here we to go get going. So they're not letting it die. Okay, good. So the crypto.com arena, the crypt will still remain. I mean, uh, staples. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> dude, I don't know. You're talking business and crypto. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Lakers and shoes. Uh, joining us now is a man who is a great businessman, I do believe, uh, because last year he was the assistant. This year he is the tournament chairman. Wow. Of Hell waste yeah. management next week out there in Phoenix. We can't thank him enough for joining us and also can't wish him enough luck as the event that is going simultaneously alongside Super Bowl week in the same exact city should be spectacular. Every time you watch it, you think to yourself, that's a cool golf tournament. Mm-hmm. The man who's in charge of it, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Williams. Yeah, Patty! Patty, what's going on, pal? What an intro. Thank you. Hey, congratulations on being the chairman. First year. Hey! Appreciate it. I'm out here right now. You guys see the view? Yeah, so what is that? That's the, uh, is that 16 there, or what is that? Yeah, you're looking at 16. So tomorrow night, when we kick, we kick off our tournament week tomorrow on Saturday. So we, we turn the venue into a, a concert venue. We'll have Maroon 5 what? out here tomorrow oh. night to kick us, kick it off in front of a full house. And then, uh. We tear it down tomorrow night, and they uh, and the players will be out here starting Monday. 
Maroon 5 is out there tomorrow. I think that's a good play by you, Pat, in your first year as the chairman, getting Not Adam's sexy-ass yeah. Levine out there. Wow. What's the song? What's one of their... Uh... This love has taken its hold on me. She said goodbye too many times before. That's going to yeah. be right out there, the stadium hole. Uh, congrats right on that. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us on this glorious day. We can't wait to come to your yeah. city next week, and uh, we hope you do a fantastic job, pal. Yeah, I mean, we're excited. We've got, obviously, the Phoenix Open's well attended every year, but with the Super Bowl here, we're going to get people like yourselves out. Who Have you guys been to the tournament? No. Oh. Well, you're coming, right? Well, I do believe. I think that is the case. Are we? I think you're coming. Um, we've got a bunch okay. of great things planned. We've got... Yeah. We've got um, – we're going to kick off Wednesday with our Celebrity Pro-Am. And on this same hole, after the Pro-Am, we have a sh- what we call the Shot of Glory. It's kind of our – it's our opening ceremonies, if you will. And we raise money for charity, and, and we want you, Pat, to be one of our celebrity hitters. You're going to hit a shot Whoa. in front of about 20,000 people right Whoa. here on Wednesday. Okay! Thank you for the invite. I would love to do that. I mean, that will be a blast. Yep. Go ahead. We want a little action inside on the team. We want AJ to hit a shot, too, if he's going to be out there. Yeah, how far, you, how far you got over there? Smart. This is good. To that, that, shot, that shot for you guys on Wednesday will be about 125-year shot. So the pros hit a little farther. You'll hit about 125. The hard part is you're hitting in front of 20,000 people. Okay, so we got to be able nothing, to – Nothing you guys can't handle. Well, we'll see. I've seen one videos. Shot, you get one shot, one ball? You get one shot, and if you're in the top three, we'll have about 30 hitters, and if you're in the top three, uh, we, we send uh, $15,000 to number third place, charity of choice, 25 for second, and 40 Let's for go. number one. That's amazing, and I heard it's yeah. from the Thunderbirds. Is that the organization that runs this whole thing that you're a part of, or what is the Thunderbirds? Yeah, that's, that, that's the host organization. We're a volunteer group here in Phoenix, and... Um, every we've done it for 88 years out here and raised a bunch of money for charity. Put on the tournament. Hey, we can't wait to meet you. We appreciate the invite. One shot, huh? I, I was, one no shot. One shot. It's going to be fun. There's, it's easy. There's music. There's entertainment. We'll let you guys, you know, AJ can smoke a cigar. There's a lot of people having fun. And yeah, it's, all, it's, all for, it's all for charity. Hey, you got it. Yeah. We can't thank you enough for the invitation. We can't wait to meet you next week. And good luck the rest of the way as chairman, pal. Guys, thanks for having me on. We look forward to seeing you next week. Love the show. Hey, thank you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat Williams. Hey! I think it was windy there. He's just trying to get yeah, us a shot. Threw up. A little bit breezy there, trying to get us a That's shot. That's sweet, though. AJ, 125, baby. I'm taking that P. What's that for you? That's like a 60 for you. No, I would never use this. I don't like 60s, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever clubs they have there, I'm not bringing anything. Oh, so, get yeah, him back on the horn. Wedge, get him back on the horn. Sandwich. Yeah. I'll tell you what, one shot's tough. I watched in the. the Holding one thing in Tahoe, I watched Steph Curry top one 10 feet. I mean, Steph is an unbelievable golfer. Like, it can happen. Yeah, I've, of course, uh, it can happen. <laughs> they, they got a net for you to hit into before? Or small is that your ball. Small ball. You don't need to warm up. Mm-hmm. Small club head. You just yeah. Are you going to hit off the ground or are you going to put on a tee? That's the other question. I don't know. He's back. Hey, Pat. Yeah. Hey, do we have clubs? I'm here. Do you have clubs out there that we'll be able to? Will we just <laughs> use somebody's clubs or how will that work? No, no, they'll have clubs for you. I mean, if you okay. have a special request, you let us know. But there's clubs. They've got the whole thing. 
Okay, sweet. You'll be ready to go. All right, thank yep. you. Did, I didn't. All right, good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat Williams. Yeah, hey, hey. All right, so we'll just use somebody's clubs. I'm getting that Pete one shot. We'll have clubs there. Should open yeah. it up to two. Smooth, a little smooth pitching wedge. Should be two. Two that's would be what, nice. That's what the pro am did. Well, the whole, that was three. I think. Yeah, they got three. They got, oh, they got three. The hole in yeah. one challenge over here on at Pebble Beach was three, but I guess that's why it's called Shot at Glory. Like, yeah. And I yeah. guess I bet you the tension is palpable. Oh yeah, they get all juiced up. We're gonna be coming straight from the show at Radio Row, mm-hmm. right oh, over yeah. there, straight into the fucking batter's box. Right, welcome to the Thunderdome. Welcome to Thunderdome. <laughs> I'm gonna be so high. Just a little heads up. Probably good. No, boom, boom. Oh yeah. Boom boom. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Arizona, like very, Arizona, very legal yep. over there. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest, too, legal weed. If you get a chance to travel to Arizona, Montana, another place, great tree. It's legal there. Some of the best that I've ever had. I've got a chance to try like every state almost now at this point. That's legal because can't smoke in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So anytime I travel, which is was weekly there for like 13, 14 months straight, Anytime I ended up in a state where it was legal, it was like, all right, well, before we get there, we need to, and then we'll head over. Arizona has the best laws and I'd say top two tree out of the legal places that I've tried. Now, I I haven't tried every single strain from every single uh, state, so people attack me for that, but I will be coming in there on cloud 50. Imagine we fucking hole it, one of us. Oh, my God. Do we have to make it? I uh, just close the money close to the pin, I think. Uh, we don't. I don't. We got to make it. One of us needs needed to go in. Oh yeah. Bingo. Why not us? Yeah, we're 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 pin seeking. We don't care about it close to the pin. <sighs> what a cool invite. Yeah, that's awesome. That was pretty sweet. Just going there will be cool. Just yeah. seeing it. I've never seen it. Remember, we had to act like we hadn't heard it before. Right. I think yeah. we did a pretty good job. I think we did good. <laughs> mm-hmm. People are going to think that we are definitely still in on the old NFL conspiracy sure. with how good we played that off. Yeah, maybe. Do you know how good of actors players would have to be? Oh, boy. Put them yeah. right in there next to fucking Leo. Tell you what, the players have had a good time this week. Uh, oh, yeah. Spacey. Tweeting about it. Okay. I've enjoyed that quite a bit. You know what? And joining us now is the man who had the fastest vote in the history of the Hall of Fame, a man who I was lucky enough to be teammates with, a man that the world was lucky enough to watch play football. And this weekend, you will get to see him coach the AFC Pro Bowl squad. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder of Omaha Productions, Peyton Man. Yeah! What's up, boss? Wow. Thanks for that intro, Pat. How you doing, pal? I'm doing up, better. AJ? I'm doing better than uh, your service, AJ. How, uh, AJ, look how good this guy looks. Uh, Peyton, you're out at the Pro Bowl. Thank you for making time. You have a good lead over Eli right now. What was the message to the boys today at practice, and what are we thinking about going into the flag football games on Sunday? The message was just finished. You know, obviously, right now is when the players' bar bills begin to add up. Right, that's a lot of food, it's a lot of room service, a lot of you know cold beverages, and so the winning team makes more money than the losing team. I went to Tennessee. I'm not that smart, but the math is simple. If we win, we get more money to pay for our hotel bill. That was my message. Hell yeah! Go ahead, AJ. There you go, Peyton. On Sunday, what's the plan? Are you going to have uh, like wristbands on your guys with 700 plays, like you do for uh, your little son's team that you coach? Definitely have wristbands, AJ, because the amount of studying that's going to take place by my receivers these next couple of days is going to be limited. So not only do I have wristbands with the plays, I have the actual drawings of the plays on the wristband. So it's literally going to be play 10 
Tyreek Hill can look down. He knows exactly what to do. Expect uh, Tyreek Hill to get the ball a lot. There's something about him getting his flag pulled doesn't seem very likely to me. So look for a lot of Tyreek Hill on Sunday. Well, let's not give away the gameplay. You know, it's like Eli's watching. Obviously, Eli is uh, is thinking about how he's going to be able to stop that. You guys had a big night last night. You've always been a massive proponent of the Pro Bowl. You know, like I remember coming into the league and hearing the stories about it out in Hawaii and at the pool and how the whole everybody's there. And it's like this buy in and back in the day with the quarterback challenge and with everything that it used to be and how high it was held in regards and you getting back into it here, coaching alongside your brother. And obviously you guys are incredibly entertaining and faces of the NFL and the Monday night Manning was awesome. But this feels a little bit deeper to you. I heard you recruiting players to come play in the Pro Bowl. What would it mean to get the Pro Bowl back to what it once was? Was. And do you think that's possible in the modern era right now, Peyton, or no? Pat, with how we're doing it, look, the All-Star game and the, and the NBA is coming up. And you, you heard stories about Bird and Magic and, you know, and Michael and you know Isaiah Thomas, right? The Major League Baseball All-Star game. You know, a, a, a young uh, Willie Mays or you know, Ted Williams playing the All-Star game. It'd be a shame if all the other sports get to have a weekend where the best players in that sport gather in one setting, it'd be a shame if football was the only sport not to have that. It'd be an absolute tragedy. So we, it's important that the best players in the world are all together in one setting to celebrate their success, their incredible seasons, to talk about how to keep the game strong and to make it better. I can remember the Pro Bowl, Pat, when I watched a Ladalian Tomlinson spend time with a young Adrian Peterson and say, hey, here's how you need to train. Here's how you stay great, right? A young a, a Ray Lewis spending time with a young Patrick Willis. I think there's real value in that. And to get away from that would be really a, really a shame. So it's fun now. It's a flag game. You know, everybody's, everybody's in a good mood. It's going to be fun. It's going to be high energy. I agreed the tackle game needed to go, but uh, the participation's been great. Obviously, we got injuries. We got guys playing in the Super Bowl. Those are good reasons uh, not to be here, but the guys that are here are fired up. How about last night? What was your first takeaway? I think they're trying everything right now to kind of keep the Pro, uh, Pro Bowl games up and running. I don't think everything's going to survive year to year, but after one night of kind of participating, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, the dodgeball kind of takes the cake. I mean, just seeing, you know, Double D for the Saints hit uh, Saquon Barkley in the face, right? His own, I, I, I can't figure out how my face is supposed to stay on this screen. There we go. Uh, you know, to, to see Saquon being so elusive, right? To see Christian McCaffrey just sort of floating out there with the ball. I mean, you see the athleticism. Uh, you know, the golf was awesome. To see Jordan Poyer get up there and drill a 320-yard drive with, you know, a couple seconds left. So, look, competitors are still going to show up in the key moments. I agree. Certain events might not make it. I thought Derek Carr basically told all of the NFL, bring me on your team. I can still throw. I can play. He's in full, like, tryout mode. That's why I like our chances of uh, uh, for the AFC. Yeah, and Tyler Huntley came out and threw yeah. the thing around, too. Yeah. He's heard a lot of people. he got a lot of chips on shoulders over there in the roster. Might bode well for the flag football on Sunday that me and Herbie will be calling. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Enjoy your bar bills, pal, and uh, let's get a dub. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Thanks, AJ. You got a laser gentleman, Peyton Manning. Yeah, he used to be like the mayor of the Pro Bowl, I think is what people used I mean, to call. 
It's called the mayor, so it makes sense that he would be it's running the Pro Bowl as well. Sheriff. Right? It's called Sheriff. Well, yeah. Sean, I'm thinking Sean Casey. He is the mayor. Now. Now he is the mayor. That I'm is. always, you know, Sean Casey, you know I'm a big Sean Casey yeah, guy. Always so. on the brain. <laughs> He's always <laughs> yeah. on the tip of the He's tongue. Always there. <laughs> but I guess, like, he was, I think he took the reins from somebody, mm-hmm. and then, like, he, you know what I mean? It was a big deal. It would make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's Peyton Manning. Like, he still has that, like, people see him. Like, dang, that's Peyton Manning. Look how, not only first, everyone's first thought is, that dude is way bigger than I thought he, he was Huge. when I saw him on TV. And then it, when you see how cool he is and how funny he is, yeah, it makes sense, man. The dude's awesome. Yeah, he hearing the stories of what the Pro Bowl used to be like when it was in Hawaii and it was kind of, you know, something that everybody appreciated. And a lot of people blame just the players, but the NFL kind of knocked it down a few slots too when they decided to not spend as much money on it and invest in it and do things like that. I think Peyton getting back in there, and the ratings are always high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ratings are always so high and so NFL obs- football. Yeah, so I don't want to say that the NFL maybe was like, ah, these people will watch whatever, anything. But goddamn, you get this stuff back. Imagine Patrick Mahomes and Joey Burrow battling at this. Now, both of them want to be in the Super Bowl and will probably be in the Super Bowl for the next 20 years or whatever alongside Josh Allen from the AFC side. But those quarterback challenges back in the day and those skills contests back in the day and the bench press back in the day and everything back in the day that you watched, it was like, oh, I want to make the Pro Bowl. Like, this is where all the greats are around. Then you start hearing about what he was talking about there, about the game that is shared and the friendships that are built and the camaraderie that is kind of amongst the the elite of the elite that make it into the NFL. It's like, that's something special that I hope they're able to find again because I hope this isn't toothpaste out of the bottle already type thing. Yeah, because, like, you know, I mean, it'll obviously never go back to how it was, but I remember, you know, when I was younger, like, that, it was an actual game, mm-hmm. you know. Like there, were, guys oh, yeah. did not treat it like an all-star game. You know, it was a fucking another game on the schedule. Guys getting blown up, and then obviously Peyton, you know, has the the you know seminal moment of the Pro Bowl when he called Mike Vanderjack, you know, our idiot kicker, <laughs> getting liquored up. Watch that this morning. Forgot how funny and awesome that was, but like shit Amazing. like that, like it really was. You know, like there. You, you wanted to tune in and watch the Pro Bowl. Just, and granted, it was after the Super Bowl, so it was kind of like that one last taste of the NFL before like a, a long winter of yeah. not having it. But shit, I mean, that, that, like there was reason to watch the game. Like The guys did care about it. Peyton talking about how every other sport has all their greatest players in the same place for yeah. the weekend. Why would the NFL not have that? It's like, that's right. I hope we get back into it. Now, you know, I turned down my... Hey, would you like to go to the Pro Bowl? No. No, <laughs> well, no actually. Uh, it's a $250,000 bonus in your contract. And in the contract, technically says you have to play in it. No, I'm not doing that shit again. I'd rather just go live my life. That was when I retired or whatever. And Jim still paid me, which I'm very grateful for. I think we AFC won that game, so it would have been another like sixty grand or whatever mm-hmm. uh, for the winning team. But it has become something that's very easily skippable, I think, for a lot of big-name players because of how it's been treated. Hopefully that will be changed now it is time to wrap up this week in the only way that we know how oh, yeah. that's right Uh-oh. it is time for old blue collar bruce mm-hmm. oh yeah hey bruce can uh, bruce if you want he can have my shot at the uh waste management deal if he wants <laughs> <laughs> start spreading <laughs> the news bruce's potting today throwing today what do you want to do Okay. Are you thrown into the net or in the hoop? The hoop. Hardest shot in the Thunderdome. Brucey Bronovich 
for this Feel Good Friday to wrap up with some winners because I wasn't able to do it in the last hour. If Bruce is able to make this, AJ Hawk will give 10 merches. I'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this thing and say something nice to somebody and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Make it 15 $500 wow. winners. Wow. If you can make this and then retweet it. Let's go, Bruce Bronovich. For the good of the Pro Bowl, for the good of the NFL, for the good of the Feel Good Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Stats. Uh, you're online. He, I know you can't hear me, but he's it's good. He's online. AJ said, "Yeah, uh, you can't hear him, but you're online. Mm-hmm. You're online. You're on the right line." Start spreading the news. Oh. He's dialed. You Let's are. go, Bruce. Oh, come on, Bruzy. Pull in the hoop, Bruce. Oh my, Bruce. Bruce, if you make this. 20 people. Five. Wow. Wow. Retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay them officially on Cash App. Bruce Bronovich, start spreading. That was a good ball. Oh. That was beautiful. That was your best throw. Yeah. yeah. Nice that your, touch. That was your absolute best throw. There's two more balls down there and a rugby ball if you need to get, you know, a little bit yeah. silly at the end. Yep. Oh, You're Bruce. trying to guide it. Fucking just let it fly. Look at that pigskin. Look and throw, Bruce. Come on. You got it. 20 people. $500. <laughs> retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody. Input the cash tag in the same reply so we can pay oh. them. <sighs> rugby ball, rugby ball, rugby ball, rugby ball, rugby, rugby, ball, ball, rugby, ball, ball. rugby ball. Tell him not to put his hands on his waist and be so, like, AJ distraught. said your uh, body language is despicable. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Your body language is your resume, Bruce. Your body Care language is well. your resume, Bruce, and your resume is shit right now is mm-hmm. what he said. <laughs> Not your, that's not your fault, though. You were upset. You wanted to win 20 people yeah. $500. How are you throwing this thing? You know, what are you doing? Are you going to kick it? If you do that, <laughs> 25 people yeah. win $500. Who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay them officially on Cash App. What? Oh. That was a great thrill. Yeah. All right, down to the putting green. Over. Yeah. Can right. we admit, like, do a kickflip or something? Uh, well, Let's yes. hope we don't have to get there. Yeah. But we are not going to have Mitt potentially break his leg again, yes. so we have to hear him crutch around this goddamn thing. <laughs> Three months. Uh, there's a package. Um, we're happy you're healthy, Mitt. Happy you're healthy, and congrats on getting Kyrie Irving. AJ, AJ, what are you giving away if Bruce can make a putt here? Well, what are we at? Where are we at now on the giveaway? We're not doing twenty five for this. He, no, he made no, this no. in the first one. If he would have made oh, that rugby one. toss, I mean, that would have been a fucking first time. Good thing is Bruce is the one that gets to go through it, right, and dole it all out through the cash app. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So let's say, let's say six merches and eleven people five hundred bucks. Six merches, eleven people five hundred dollars. Who retweet this video and say something nice to somebody in that same reply? But your cash tag is pay you officially on cash app if Bruce can make this putt. From nine feet. Oh, oh no. Wow. Walking it in. Walking it in. Wow. Hit a missile and walk, drive, walking it in. Oh, I wanted the walk in for a thing. French lick, it's gonna hit the pole. That was a great aggressive attempt, though. A great, I, love the, I like the aggressive struggle. Bruce, I love the confidence. I love everything sure. about it. Mm-hmm. Six merches, 11 people who win $500. If Bruce Bronovich can make this putt, uh, oh, oh, no. 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 Oh,
Shaking like a leaf. It's all right. He's got his uh, Otani New Balances. Yep. Lining up from about eight feet here. The Adidas track pants. And a smooth putter swing. What a fucking performance. Well done. Bruce Bronovich wins six people some merches, 11 people $500. All you have to do is retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put your cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Congrats, Bruce. Way to go, pal. Oh, yeah. Good stroke. Thank you, Bruce. That was amazing. And uh, thank you, boys, for the incredible week. Way to sit in here. We miss you, Connor. We'll see you soon, Dirty. See everybody on Monday. Big shout out to Sean Sharania, Pat Williams, and Peyton Manning. I'll be calling the flag football games on Sunday, live on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, Disney, and some other channel. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be three of them, seven on seven. Excited to see how that whole thing goes. Then we'll be live at Radio Row on Overreaction Monday. You all are the best people on earth. Thank you for allowing us to do this for a living. Yesterday was six years since I retired. We'll continue to do this for as long as you will have us. Thank you so much for allowing the dumbest operation to ever exist to kind of survive and thrive while we just focus on the dumb sports landscape. AJ, anything to say to the beautiful people that watch every single day? I think you said it well, but I, I'm excited for next week, man. You're right. What you said off the when I first got on here. It's a fun week. We get to celebrate and and talk to some awesome people. So, yeah, it should be a fun week ahead. Enjoy the season that was. That's what we'll do next week, live from Radio Row in Phoenix. Be a friend, tell a friend. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye.